our fifth and final part of our Kid Nation Rewatch here on the RHAP Rewind is sponsored by our friends over at Word Forest. Download Word Forest for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. You know, keeping your body in shape, that's important, but it's also important to keep your mind sharp too. That's why I've been leveling up my focus with Word Forest. I am ready to invent teleportation just like Jared. Word Forest is my new favorite game. And it's a word puzzle app, and it's free. WordForest is an app made for word search addicts. Connect letters in any direction to form hidden word matches. It has over 2,000 levels, so you'll never get bored playing. It starts easy, but gets harder as you get better. It's fun. Find as many words as possible to earn bonus coins and uncover hidden words. WordForest is a relaxing game with a nature setting and a great way to keep your mind sharp and grow your vocabulary. Put yourself to the test in this fun and addicting brain game. Right now, WordForest is offering you 2,500 coins and 500 gems. When you download and play, that's better than the giant gold star on Kid Nation. If you love word searches like I do, you'll love Word Forest. Stop mindlessly scrolling through social media and keep your mind sharp. Just go to the Apple or Google store and search for Word Forest. Download Word Forest for free today and get ready to flex your brain muscles. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back here one more time here in the month of January 2021 to talk about the final chapter of our Kid Nation rewatch. We're ready to gather up one last time here and close out month one of the RHAP Rewind. And here we are back with my co-host for this project, a man who is a Kid Nation expert. Please welcome back the great Phil Thompson. Give him a gold star. This is heavy. Listen, Rob, if you just gave me just like eh, maybe just, you know, a slight amount of $20,000, I will be able to give you a teleportation device. I've been working <laughs> on the technology for quite some time. You know, they, they look it up. They, they've been working on it. So I'll be able to get it for you guys. And it'd yep. be amazing. This show it's was great filmed to talk to. in 2007. So by now that this whole thing is probably all set up and ready to go. Oh, yeah. No, Jared has it made. We, uh, me and Jared, we're working out the, the blueprints right now. But yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this has been so much fun. And the fact that we're finishing this off and having a lot of fun doing or going to have a lot of fun doing it. I'm pumped up. Yes. And we are finishing it out in amazing fashion because uh, we're joined by the great Chappelle. Hi there. I feel like I showed up at the right time. You know, you just come for the last episode and you get the big gold star, like the $50,000 yeah. one. So all the rest of these guests, Mike Bloom, Akiva, love them to death. $20,000 for you, $50,000 for Chappelle. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yes, you get the giant 10-pound gold star. You mm-hmm. did it. You're here. I'm Miglay. Miglay, <laughs> that's me. Miglay? Chappelle. What? <laughs> um, all right. So we'll, we'll talk about all of that here. The episodes 11, 12, 13 of Kid Nation for people who either want to bookmark this or share it with a friend. We have started a RHAP Rewind original podcast feed. Go to robinswebsite.com slash RHAP Rewind. You can hear all five episodes of Kid Nation and subscribe and hear everything that we are going to be doing next. Those podcasts will be in order as opposed to the hearing the latest one dropping. So we'll start with one and continue on all th- through the RHAP Rewind. But uh, next month, in case, in case uh, people had not been new, I can tell you what's coming up next. 
Here we go. Oh, boy. Starting next week, we'll be taking a look at Pirate Master, the CBS 2008 series, the summer after Kid Nation. They launched Pirate Master. Josh Wiggler and I will be setting sail to watch all of the one and only season of Pirate Master. Aaron Robertson is going to join us to talk about episodes one, two, and three of Pirate Master next week on RHAP. But uh, a lot to do here today talking about the finale, the home stretch of Kid Nation. Chappelle, you've been listening. You seem like you're an avid Kid Nation watcher. Can you give us your backstory with the show? I was like, I don't want to lie to you. I wouldn't say avid. I'm no Phil. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I remember when the show came out thinking, oh, that's good for kids to watch, right? Like, and I kind of eyeballed it a little bit. So I saw a couple episodes and then I went to college. So <laughs> mm-hmm. for me, it wasn't something that I was just tuned into, but I did being, being a re- reality TV junkie, I did, uh, you know, pay attention to it a little bit. And um, I liked what I saw in this rewatch. I have liked a lot. I think it it uh, has aged amazingly, honestly. I mean, so, because they're kids, we don't have to be as critical as them. We do some of these other reality TV yeah. people. Like they can, they can kind of get away with some of the problematic things that they say. Mm-hmm. So this has been fun. But I do have to warn you, I, I notoriously do not like children. So I might have some, some hot takes for you uh, today. Or I yeah. might say something cutting about one of these, these little tykes. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Phil, I think today I came to a conclusion that if Kid Nation ex- so existed today... I, I would have no problem sending my children there. Yeah, it's, it's been too too long, nine months, ten months in this lockdown. That uh, my wife is just uh, totally stressed out. Uh, I'm ready for forty days off. I, I'm ready to send my kids to Kid Nation. Yes, it's dangerous, but forty days. No, look at them. Yeah, like by the end of it, you know, you see that how much these kids have actually grown. You mm-hmm. know, and your kids, Rob, would grow they grow exponentially you know it'd be fascinating i that's 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 yeah. that's amazing i'm so glad and rob 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 your yes. kids will come back with seventy thousand dollars yeah Let's be very and they clear. could come you back with just, some money yeah wait okay if you had to guess which one of your children you don't have to do this out loud mm-hmm. if you don't want to but you know Who Dominic get the star who's getting the star and why <sighs> Yeah, I think Dominic has the better chance to get the gold star just because I feel like that he would be better at trying to game the system than Anthony is. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> yeah, what's her name? Divide? Like, just like, hey, yeah, can, I think, think he's more prone to be able to scam the system of figuring out like what, what he needs to do to get the gold star. Yeah, Gene. what you got to do, you got to get Dominic to get the gold star first and then get him to get become a town council leader and then yeah. give Anthony the gold star. I think that's, you know, the proper way if you wanted to really pregame your kids before the season, you know, yeah. that'd, that'd be the way for them the to move. Okay, uh, well, <laughs> let's talk about the home stretch here of Kid Nation, episode number 11. And we start out with some real I- iconic stuff. Uh, we're gonna start with some uh gr- some a battle over chickens, and we saw, see all of a sudden Phil. This seemed out of nowhere to me that all of a sudden Taylor was a big chicken stand. Where I feel like that early on in the season, I feel like that she was leading the charge to kill chickens. Yeah, well, that's the the amazing you know evolution of Taylor, and now we're kind of it's seeing the final chapter of the growth arc. Yeah, where now you know before t- chickens were just food, but now you know over the course of the forty days, chickens are 
more than that. They're friends and they're, they're actually beautiful. You know, there's beautiful chickens and there's ugly chickens, Rob. And so that's kind of what she kind of had to learn to, you know, distinguish. And she realized, you know, the pretty ones I want to keep. I want to keep the chick pretty ones. Chappelle, we get this guy, Greg, deciding, he makes a decision. He's in power. 10 chickens have to get killed today. We're coming in. We're killing 10 chickens. Seemed like an arbitrary number for one day. That's a lot of chickens for one day. And they're going to come in and do it. And Taylor is not happy. No, no. Like Phil said, Taylor has realized the value of an ugly chicken versus the value of a pretty Mm -hmm. chicken. And uh, ugly people can put on makeup, but ugly chickens can't. And so Taylor had to make sure that she was there to defend at least the chickens that she thought was worthy of living. (laughs) Greg chose that number. We don't know why. Why they wait 39 days into this into this whole endeavor to decide to eat all the chickens, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but whatever. It's fine. I, I support Taylor. She said she was sharing her feelings. OK, she stood up for what she listen. I'm a Taylor defender. OK, she stood up for what she believed in. I, I can't be mad at that. Yeah, you're you're a Taylor defender the whole time. Just uh, no matter what Taylor says, it's always, you know, Taylor made the right the right de- no, decision. I, w- I wouldn't say all that. What I'm saying is, <laughs> you know, it's something about, you know, being that young and being that sure of yourself that I can admire. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's dead, dead ass wrong a lot of times. <laughs> but, but, you know, for her to like she's nine years old and she's standing up to this 16 year old kid who yeah. or has no business being there, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. But she's standing up to this grown man like like I'm sharing my feelings. Don't eat the chicken. Like the rest of these kids are pushovers. They're just let them do what he want. Yeah. I, I, justice for Taylor. Yeah, I'll take it. Well, the the way they turn her around is that they tell her, OK, well, you can pick which chickens we're going to kill. So we're, we're still going to eat 10 chickens, but you can pick them. And that that's OK. <laughs> See, not not everything so great. You know, it, yes, it was a real Sophie's Choice decision. Really, it was really hard for her to mull it over which chicken to kill. No, it was just <laughs> the ugly ones. Yeah, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> and you know, she has like this whole posse that like that is cheering what she's saying. Like no matter what she says, uh, she has like some hype women around her that just that just <laughs> cheer. Hey, Kelsey, Kelsey's ride or die. Kelsey has been there since day one. If you if you cross one of Kelsey's friends, she's right there in your face. OK, mm-hmm. uh, remember, what was it? Jared flipped Devon's table yeah. over. Kelsey was right there. Like, how dare you? How dare you? Like, you would never you would never like I'm I, Kelsey. That's a real one. You need friends like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, get you a friend like te- like Kelsey, for sure. Like, I think that's kind of <laughs> Taylor kind of has this like aura of hers. Like, she's kind of like a cult leader in some sense. Like, she pulls in <laughs> Taylor, she pulls in Kelsey, and she's like, and, you know, she kind of has this lull over them. And now they're just kind of these Taylor worshippers. It's, she's it's amazing to behold. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Everybody's following her. So we are going to get the theme of this episode is about the uh education that's what we're sort of starting to set up uh we see a little bit more about the bond between alex and jared and uh anjay is there also they are discussing some extraterrestrial activity uh phil did you know that alien life has been found in our solar system no, I, I did not. And I had no idea that even Jared knew that. See, Jared actually really surprised me here, at least when I first watched is that, you know, because I always saw Jared as, you know, the Shakespearean mm-hmm. actor. He reads a lot of Shakespeare. He knows a lot about art. But no, he just is a fan of science. He's spouting out science facts like, I don't know, like a, well, some 
Is it? So I feel like it's a lot of science fake news uh, from Jared. I did like. Did anybody vet Jared Chappelle? Jared knows a lot of stuff. We'll see him flex his his intellectual muscles later on when he starts talking about the Homestead Act in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we have to believe that he he knows something. Uh, but yeah, this this I mean, listen, he's a lot smarter than me. So mm-hmm. if he says it, who are me? to decide that he's not telling the truth. What am I going to do? Like in 2007, I couldn't even Google it. What am I going to do? Ask Jeeves? Mm-hmm. You know, so we kind of have to just go, go with it. Like, if this little kid said it, I'm fine. If Alex told me anything, I would believe it. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> I had the same exact experience, Chappelle, watching this. I, it might just be my inferiority complex or something like that, but the whole time, every time Alex or Jared were saying facts, I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Like, how did I not know that? What's wrong Clearly. with me? Yeah. <laughs> He set it up, uh, true or false? Uh, he's like, up, oh, it's actually true. Uh, the alien life has been on Mars. They found, they found it. And so that is true. Like, okay. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. They, they don't have Wikipedia. Ar- they don't have Google. Mm-hmm. They can't look at anything up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just sitting around like out nerding each other. What was Alex's thing? Like, oh, what's pie? Oh, do you know pie? Oh, yeah. They did like, yeah. like nine digits <laughs> into pie. Yeah. And I was like, Alex, that's not even a practical use of of your knowledge, period. Like 3.14159. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Alex, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. The town leaders, they go to the journal. They get history books that they need to memorize. And they tell the rest of the town, all right, we have to study. And Taylor is not having it, Phil. She does not want to study. I hate school and I hate reading. That's what she said. (laughs) She is not down with the studying at all. The thing, Taylor is just like, she's bored, but she doesn't actually want anything to do to really fill that boredom. Mm -hmm. She's just going to kind of revel in that. And so instead of, you know, she's not going to study because she's bored. I don't really see how that makes sense, but okay, go off, Taylor. (laughs) That's a whole vibe. I don't, I'm bored and I don't want to do anything. Rob, can you relate? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yes, I definitely could. I definitely yeah. can. I don't, look, I don't blame her. Who's the Who's the background kid who yelled out randomly like, "I came here to get away from school." God dang, <laughs> that's, that's my spirit animal. Was it Cody? I know Cody left. It was one of those background characters. You yeah. know, he's just he's speaking my mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jared also tells us how it's very important to have an education. Otherwise, you could end up flipping burgers at the supermarket. And of course, yes, we all know that job. That uh, that's uh, the 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 supermarket burger flipper of you know you see one one in every supermarket. The g- yeah, I understood his sentiment, I guess, mm-hmm. but I don't really know what he was. I, has Jared ever been to the supermarket? That's also something I was thinking no. about because it seems like I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we should we should really start fact checking everything he says after this one. Yeah, yeah. Again, man. You, 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 yeah. yeah, Phil, you're ready to buy the alien life forms. This is the same guy that's telling us that there is a burger flipper at every supermarket. Yeah, what supermarkets is he going? To? I'd go to the supermarkets that are there's dudes flipping burgers. That sounds amazing. Yeah, wait oh, until man. he finds out how many people have degrees who are sitting at the same supermarket right now. <laughs> like, hey, Jared, welcome to 2021. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so everybody's going to be doing some uh, studying to get ready for uh, what's going to be in the showdown. Um, Taylor is on probation, Phil. 
uh, that she has been told uh, that she's not getting the reward if she's not part of it, and she's not studying with her group. She goes to the chicken coop, and all of the leadership is going to be there, Greg and Blaine and Michael and DK, and they're there to read to uh, read Taylor to filth for, what are you doing, Taylor? Yeah, DK legit just asks her, like, Taylor, like, what is your end game here? Like, what's your goal? <laughs> like, what do you actually want to accomplish? And her answer is legit, I don't know. Because that's kind of what all Taylor is. Taylor doesn't have any ideologies of her own, but once she gets something in her head, she's so stubborn, and she's just going to stick to that and be like, yeah. this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> you can't that's tell it. her what to do. Yeah. And, you know, even, like, Kelsey later on is like, you know, I'm actually not going to do this anymore. I'm going to... um you know, be able to participate in the award and I don't really care about this. And Taylor is still just like, no, this is, no, I'm, I'm sticking to what I said before and that's all, that's all there is. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Taylor is on thin ice with the group. Uh, let's get to the showdown. Uh, Chappelle, how do you feel about the showdowns on Kid Nation? Uh, whew, this is this is boring yeah. okay? <laughs> like, like maybe the first two i was kind of invested in a little bit more physical but when you get to like okay quickly name the presidents or like put the phonograph before the, like i don't care i don't mm-hmm. care I poor children i yeah. don't care and so <laughs> yeah make them fight over something make them catch the sheep i'm okay with that but this no nah, i'm yeah. a, mm, i'm good this was dumb and not only did we not care, the show didn't care because they they stopped showing the questions at one point. You got like four or five questions in, and then we just saw kids popping balloons. Uh, Phil, they just totally like threw away even telling us what questions they were trying to answer. And thank God for that, because, you know, I honestly <laughs> did not really care about what was really going on. It's always just about who wins. I don't know. The thing with this challenge also that was weird is that they put so much you know, on like, you have to study before this. You have to study, 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 yeah. study. And then by the time they got there, it was just like, oh, you just have to pop balloons. It became more of a, like a competition about, you know, the skill of popping balloons and, you know, being able to save as many bullets as you can versus actually, you know, the studying part. Of yeah. course, it would have been boring to watch them like all take a pop quiz or something like that. But come on, I don't know. This yeah. is. It was always every single question was like one one uh real answer, like another like a possible answer, and then one like uh stupid joke answer also mm-hmm. it was a fifty fifty they had like like one of the answers was it was the question asked like what nation began to colonize Bonanza city uh area in the early eighteen hundreds and the the three responses were Mexican, Spanish, or the ewoks which <laughs> which doesn't I, know ewoks. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, have these, <laughs> have these kids not seen Star Wars? Is, is that what they were assuming? I, I have no oh, idea. Yeah, I can promise you, over half of those kids have seen Star Wars for sure. <laughs> this is the this is the right demographic for some Star Wars watching. They knew where you are. They're giving so, it to them. Yeah, the the town ends up getting the reward, and this was a uh, interesting choice because uh, this was the first time that the kids went for the instant gratification choice of a library or an arcade. Chappelle, with eight days left, was this really a fair fight between the library and the arcade? No, and like Taylor said, the library looked corny. <laughs> and when she said that, I was like, 
like, yes, queen. <laughs> like, excuse me, it's eight days left. Y'all have been doing manual labor and stuff like that. And and there's already books in the town. Trust me, Alex found them a long time ago. If there's a book, he's read it. And so you don't need to go get a library. Get these kids some games. Let them live. Let them be children. Mm-hmm. I, I have a theory. All of these tasks up until probably this one have just been them practicing for like or like doing like manual labor, like under the government's control. Like they were pipe, <laughs> like they have like PVC pipe challenge and like a, a mining and an oil yeah. rig challenge. Like this is very specific. These kids are going to have their CDL by the end of this whole, uh, you know, to do. So I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that the production company was contracted to do these jobs and they just used the kids for labor for these things they needed to get done? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need this piping 100%. later. Later, actually, save it. You know, we'll hold on to. It. We'll we gotta use this later for another challenge or something like that." I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Taylor tells us she's like, "I hope they pick the library because I'm not allowed to use the reward, and that looks uh, very boring. And so I hope they pick that one because I'm I will be very upset if they pick the arcade and I can't do it." Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, for the first time, like, they made the choice of, you know, like, the fun choice. Most of the time, they're picking the practical Mm -hmm. social choices. But, you know, I think this was kind of just a little bit of an F you to Taylor to just be like, you know what? (laughs) Now you don't get to go for the first time. Did did you see Andre's face? Andre was grinning from ear to ear like, Taylor can't use our rewards. I was like, Andre, you little brat. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? That's why you got fired, Andre. Sit down. Maybe I am a Taylor defender. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt away. <laughs> so Greg is going to announce that they are going to uh, take the arcade, but has to announce. And also Taylor cannot use it, but we're going to go with the arcade. So really just rub it in her face. She knows. Yeah, but <laughs> that's what made it fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get over it. Get over it. Okay. You guys, we heard you the first 12 times. And look, look. <laughs> So she can't use your little arcade. You should have got the books anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm with Taylor. Give yeah. him the books. I'm surprised yeah. she doesn't sneak in. Yeah. It's it seemed kind out of, of character. She should have. But, you know, I guess for some reason, maybe they had bouncers that we didn't see. Maybe one of the kids, like the jobs, if you're like a merchant, oh, now you're a bouncer at the arcade. You got to really <laughs> watch the door, make sure no one's going in or something like Double that. Double duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She threatened okay. to backslap them if they came at her sideways. <laughs> so backslap, they kicked real hard. Don't come at me. <laughs> So the arcade is set up and kids are losing their mind, Chappelle, that kids are, they're so starved for entertainment in, in Bonanza City that kids cannot cope with the arcade. No, and they zoom into the arcade and I wish those kids were just playing games like normal. I think the first time they showed the arcade, they're like, wow, games. The second time they show it, they're like shooting craps and shooting pool <laughs> and like, like, like playing like Texas Hold'em. I said, like, yeah. who are these children? You know, they evolve relatively quickly yeah. in that arcade. <laughs> Blaine's like, hey, I got money on this game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get a parlay halfway through this. <laughs> yeah. I bet my sleeping arrangements on this. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, DK is going to try to start from the position. Yeah, DK is pretty anti arcade uh, the whole way through. He's going to say, "All right, look, we everybody, we we're going to do the arcade later. Everybody's got to do their chores first, and then we'll do the arcade time." Uh, that starts off okay. It will not last. I hate DK. You don't like him. <laughs> I don't. Why I, not? 
I peeped DK at the beginning for what he was. So at the in the first episode, DK like told one of the kids, like, I'm 12 years old. You watch how you talk to me. Like, you're gonna respect yeah. me. Like, DK, you're that's a lot for a 12-year-old. The moment they put him in power, boom, DK like emerges. I was like, this is not this is not different. He's been saying this like subtly. You just didn't give him enough screen time. He's always big on like who's gonna respect him and who's gonna listen to him. DK, sit down. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> Just li- yeah. let these kids live. <laughs> you know, when they were kind of debating between the books, the library and the arcade and DK was like, you know, I like books. Like, let, why, let's let's read some books instead of going <laughs> to the library. That was when I was like, you know what? You know, maybe I don't like DK that much after all. Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? Picking the books. Well, Sophia <laughs> is going to set up her own library. She buys books from the general store and then makes like a teepee in the middle of town and says it's the library. Uh, Phil, Sophia has like a lot of different uh, capers that she's trying to run on this town. Yeah, I feel like half of it is kind of like playing mind games with the kids because she knows <laughs> she's like, with them. like she's the oldest and so she can kind of get do whatever she wants. But also I think a lot of it is just like she works hard and then she's bored. And so all she wants to do is just like play games with these guys. Like, mm-hmm. and so she's like, I'm just going to buy all Mind these books them. for 80 cents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just likes it. I mean, just like over the course of the season, we're going to see when she like ropes off an area. There was we, the time Chappelle where she made everybody lay down in the center of town. There was the yeah. time that she danced for money in the middle of town. There was the time that she like made like a, a giant vat of vomit and told kids there was a nickel in it i I mean she's just like messing with everybody yes she's insane uh sophia just i I think she's just older than everybody like phil said so she's to the point where she i mean what is she supposed to talk about with these nine-year-olds she's 14 14 going on 30 right (laughs) the oldest 14 year old who ever lived and she's supposed to spend time with you know these little you know like Jared. so you know she's just looking for something to do yeah she's like their babysitter I'm just giving you guys a little known fact, actually. Um, Sophia's actually one of the producers of the show. Um, and so, <laughs> but she's like 14 years old, but that's kind of why she's doing all these little like social experiments on everybody mm-hmm. because, you know, she's like participating in, you know, actually producing the show. Mm-hmm. In case you guys I have questions know. for her then. Yeah. I didn't know she was a producer. I want to ask her why, why Taylor gets such a bad edit, but Jared walks around flipping tables and not working and sneaking into arcades and everybody loves Jared, but yeah. Taylor wants to defend some chickens and we have to watch her get drawn into the wolves and like the four <laughs> oldest boys and come like jumper. I don't like this, Sophia. Let's talk. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Jared, Jared and Mike, they cannot handle that there is an arcade in town and they pretty much short circuit that they are supposed to be doing work and they're just like, okay, they're over it. Uh, Listen to, I think that uh, this is Mike. Oh, crap. Uh, I mean, these kids, these are little kids. And then (laughs) uh, Jared tells us shortly after that. You know what? Screw this job. We're going to the arcade. (laughs) Really, Jared? Screw this? Mm -hmm. Screw this job? These are the problems that the pioneers faced, you know, long ago between, you know, should I fill water in the water tower to feed our community 
or should I go in the arcade and play Mario Kart? You know, I, I don't really know. Yeah. Dance, Dance Revolution. It looked like that game was kicking Jared's ass, to be quite frankly. <laughs> like, to be quite frank, like, I was like, I don't think that's for you, Jared. Um, but yeah, do you notice when Jared says that, we all laugh? But when Taylor says it's like, dum, 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 like, who this? Like, <gasps> goes to commercial, fades mm-hmm. to black, zooms in. Like, yeah, the fix is in. I see you. I see you, Sophia. <laughs> Yeah. And so, yeah, Mike and Jared, that they are just lose their minds in the arcade. Phil, I thought the arcade is pretty nice, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's weird. They kind of, like, turn it into some kind of, like, casino. You know, they mm-hmm. close the blinds. There's no clocks on the walls. Like, you kind of have no idea <laughs> where you are. You kind of just go in and then, you know, all in. Let's go. Let's play. And then, you, you know. I don't know. It was weird that they put in poker there too. Like they were really like pushing. It. Sometimes I feel like this show pushes it, you know, yeah. with like with the bar and everything. Like why do you got to put poker in there? I don't know. Yeah, they're trying to they're hoping for bad behavior out of the kids. <laughs> They'd like yeah, to see I, it. <laughs> yeah. But it's my, Rob, I actually have a question because th- I feel like this is something that kind of dates the show, like the the idea of the arcade. When I was a kid, I used to love going to the arcade, but now like does do your kids know what the arc what an arcade is? No, or now is everything just on their iPad? Well, pre COVID, yeah, that they know uh, what the arcade is because I feel like there's still places you go and it's like the uh, Dave and Buster's and places oh, like yeah, that, that yeah. where you're trying to just like uh, rack up tickets to get a a prize. Yeah, it's uh, Chuck E. Cheese too. I guess that still counts. Okay, my apologies. I'm sorry for yeah. um, belittling. I don't the, think the it's generation. necessarily like purely like you go there and play video games, but I feel like that there's like a lot of these places where you go and you're playing these games to try to get tickets to get crappy prizes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prizes that you could literally buy for like you could buy like 25 of those stuffed mm-hmm. animals for the amount of tickets that you're about to yeah. go try to get but okay you know it's a super uh-huh. frustrating experience as a parent because that you <laughs> especially if you have little kids who like they go into that place and it's like oh i want this thing that's seven thousand tickets and then also the kids suck at the games so you have like kids that they, they want they want the thing you need a lot of tickets like all right kids just let me play all the games i'll win it like no we want to do it like oh well you suck at the game well we're, we're never going to get anything they just make it so expensive now too well you got to just really like shop all the games yeah. and look all right are this is the game you're good at all right do this one do play this game right here mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i took my kids to dave and buster's once maybe like last summer and then i was just like that's it let's just we're going to the dollar store and then uh get get everything you want it's the same stuff that's here you can have as any a, anything you want here yeah that's it flip the guy behind the counter twenty dollars and just tell him <laughs> to hand it to you and I, I guarantee you he will he'll be like okay here you go and go on about his day <laughs> yeah all right so, meanwhile, Zach is going to try to connect with Taylor. And, and we had a little bit of a breakthrough with Taylor uh, that Zach is trying to connect with her and says, like, hey, oh, I want you to, to wa- help us with washing the dishes. And Taylor says this. I'll do dishes, but I don't like to. Yeah. And, yeah, I, fe- I felt so seen, uh, Chappelle. <laughs> Mood. A whole vibe. Yeah. A whole vibe. Just... Why are people so angry at Taylor for saying the things that we want to say? Yeah. She, us, we are watching her as our avatar, as our proxy. Taylor is doing the things. Sure, we might have a higher tolerance for ugly chickens than she does, mm-hmm. but she makes a valid point about dishes. Who likes to do those? Yeah. You know, Chappelle, every night do you go, you know, to your sink and you say, I'm going to scrub these dishes like I scrub my hair. You, you say that? <laughs> like I scrub my hair. 
hair and then just roll up my sleeves and put my hair into a bun and then get get to wash every dish in town basically alone mm-hmm. that was a, guys that was a little extreme yeah it's a little extreme <laughs> But I just really related to like uh, uh I'll wash these dishes, but I don't want to. <laughs> just like complain. I feel that's every single thing I do. I'll do it, but I just I I don't want to do this. Yeah, and about these dishes, mm-hmm. Rob. Yes, you have small children. Would you trust them to wash the dishes that you're going to eat off of? <laughs> Probably not. That's a good. Point. Exactly. Taylor washed every dish in town, and I'm thinking that. Girl, if we want to eat coli, we just go to Chipotle. This yeah. is disgusting. Like, you don't not trust no nine-year-old who doesn't like washing dishes to wash your dishes properly mm-hmm. so that you can eat off of them. That was the most half-assed washed dishes I've ever seen in my life. And I guarantee you, you're going to catch something if you eat off of them. Yeah, be careful, <laughs> you know, they, everybody. We saved it. They saved it at the end, you know, so that if they get sick, they'll just be able to go home. Like, Taylor <laughs> definitely was, was waiting on that one. Because, yeah, I'd have Sophia do my dishes any day over Taylor doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Yeah. Or it's DK, a good call. since he thinks he's in charge of every goddamn thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Phil, and so Greg is even impressed with what Taylor did. And he announces she can go to the arcade. But then we talked about this last week of Greg carrying some of the uh, girls around the <laughs> the city uh here he is he like carries taylor into the arcade like uh he's like uh bringing her into like uh like they're married and he's bringing like carrying her <laughs> into the house <laughs> yeah like it's like some kind of honeymooner i i know but i don't know i guess greg kind of has like his big brother instincts again there are once again kicking in or something like that i don't know if he has younger siblings but i guess during these episodes i you know i used to always really despise greg and now i think greg is kind of just a little bit bad i don't know not that he had a major growth arc but at least in these episodes i saw okay maybe greg can you know at least be a functioning decent human being in society not decent but you know somebody i don't know Chappelle, where do you rank greg (laughs) <laughs> rank him amongst the kids or rank him in life? No, I kind of feel like in that, I, that uh, I feel like there's like the uh, chaotic evil, lawful evil. You were playing Dungeons and Dragons? No, but I know the I know the squares. Yeah, I don't really know the squares, but I will say, what is it? Unlawful evil. No, but um, I think what it is, is the same thing with Sophia and DK is that they're just so much older than these other kids. Not so much DK, but Sophia for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, Greg as well. It's kind of like, what am I going to talk to these kids about? I have to entertain myself. And tormenting children sometimes can be a little fun. I'm not saying I would do it. But yeah. if I was there stuck with them, then I wouldn't not do it all the time. I think Greg just kind of hit his stride and being a bully because it was kind of fun. and. You know, those those good moments are when he's like, you know, taking care of the little the little kids, right? When they're crying and they want to go home and Greg's like the guy like patting her on the back or when Taylor's getting yeah. punished, he was the one who like carted her in and to all her screaming fans like Taylor, yay! You know, uh, Kelsey's losing her mind over there, like fist pumping. So, yeah, I think Greg is not as bad as he might have come. Like, he wouldn't have been as bad around older kids. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the younger ones, yeah, he wasn't trying to play nice with them. Yeah. He has sort of like the older cousin vibe in that, like, he'll, at one point, he'll be like making all the little kids cry. But then he also, like, uh, if they're crying, like, he'll try to make them feel better. Goes, it's a love hate relationship mm-hmm. with these kids. Like, if he's yeah. tormenting yeah. them, it's fine. But if anybody else has made them upset, he gets pissed. 
Yeah, I feel like that's the thing. It's like he stakes his claim over who's he who he's allowed to be mean to. You know, wait, is someone else being mean to you? What? No, that's not cool at all. I'm the only person that can be mean to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> gotta get to the yeah. bottom of this. Okay, so the next morning, I guess Phil, did the kids stay up all night in the arcade? Uh, I'm not. I don't. I mean, I mean, I know everyone they was wake up all early in the arcade, and the arcade all the time. They got yeah, up early. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think they, they got, got up early, early and okay. just because yeah, yeah, they're you, in it all day. Like, come on, like there's nothing else to do here. We got two it's days 10 left. Yeah, yeah, it's ten a.m. Look, if you ain't never played craps at ten a.m., you're not living. That's the perfect <laughs> time. You look, the the casino goers will tell you you got to get in there while the machines. You got to let somebody warm it up for you, and then you get on the machine. They're pumping oxygen into that into that little uh, arcade oh. room. Those kids don't know what what day it is. They're just in there trying to get this money. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish someone had the job of like being a dealer or something like that. Like at the club, at the at the casino, you know, they're the ones giving out all the cards and the little bow tie. That would have been amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Sophia is mad because that why do I have to make breakfast? I'm not even I'm not even a cook. What's going on, Blaine? Uh, and Blaine calls Sophia a psycho. He's pissed. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not. Well, listen. She's trying to. What? He's supposed to cook breakfast. He's like. He's like. He's got money on this game, <laughs> Sophia. Like, I don't know what you want him to do. Like, um, he started playing a game and he's not. He has to make money. I don't. And also, it was funny watching DK just be like, "I think I've made a huge mistake." Just realizing like <laughs> how much like the arcade has just sucked everybody out of the you know the town community and actually working, and now they're just playing games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big distraction for the town. Nobody can concentrate on getting anything done now that the casino is open. Yeah, it's the real uh, villain of the of the show, kind of like a Game of Thrones, where it's not you know, and any person, it's not the Night King who's the villain. It's the actual throne itself, and sometimes the dragon just needs to melt it down into uh, you know a, 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 a pile of metal. And so DK looked at this as this was his Game of Thrones. This he was his to throne. break the wheel. He had to break the wheel. <laughs> uh, listen, DK, I don't agree with a lot of stuff he's saying, but he's seen the season. Yeah. He's seen it. <laughs> so DK yeah. is going to stand up. We have our gather up town hall meeting, everybody. And DK is going to say, hey, let's put a padlock on that place. Let's lock <laughs> it down. Lock it down. There- no arcade, at least until the chores are done. You know, I really wonder if it if it's like... You know, this just might be my head, but I wonder if the producers are the ones who are like, all right, you know, these people, we're not getting good TV right now. All these kids are doing is just like playing craps, you know, playing billiards, you know, you know, playing Dance Dance Revolution. Like, come on, like, we gotta, we, we have a show to make. Like, we're putting a padlock on it. DK, tell them, you know, I mm-hmm. wonder if that would have been it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we have to elect a person to uh, be in charge. And Sophia becomes the town sheriff uh Chappelle, was uh, sophia the right choice for the sheriff of bonanza city sophia is the only choice for mm-hmm. the sheriff of any if sophia was the sheriff today i would not i would not be shocked at all this is the role she was born to play she has been dying to get these people in control and i don't mind it honestly yeah. because she First of all, she's crazy. She got up at 10 a.m. to cook these kids breakfast while they all played games. I would have had breakfast by myself <laughs> on my clean dishes that I washed. And then I would have went in there and shot some craps. So yeah. Sophia, she she likes to take the, uh, you know, bite the bullet and do all this extra stuff. So she is the perfect candidate 
for uh, yeah. this job. Yeah, she was bored anyway. I mean, Phil, she, I think she's a pretty good sheriff. I mean, the power never really goes to her head. She's one of the few kids in Kid Nation that ever gets power and doesn't abuse it. Yeah, I feel like this is actually, for me, one of the most disappointing parts about Kid Nation is that Sophia actually does a good job at being a sheriff and she actually <laughs> is able to really motivate people and, and get them to do their tasks versus, you know, her being totally like corrupt with power, which is what I always love to see in my reality TV. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Sophia actually does a great job. And, you know, we're going to see in the next episode, some of the kids aren't going to like it as much. Um, but she, uh, she kills it. I'm sorry. I don't know what you else, what else you want me to say. Sophia is a mm-hmm. great sheriff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, gold star time that they, they really yada yada the gold star. It just comes out of nowhere. There's no discussion about it. Uh, some kid named Hunter gets the yeah. gold star. Who the hell is that? <laughs> Chappelle, you don't like Hunter? Who is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Phil, like, what do we know about Hunter? Nothing. All we know about Hunter, which it, the, the Hunter's entire story this is, this season has just been, I like to work hard. That's my family values. Yeah. That's what my dad had taught me. Like, we get a shot a of everyone. Of my dad in my pocket. Yeah, everyone's like playing, you know, everyone's in the arcade having the time of their lives. And Hunter's like, these people don't understand worth it, work ethic like me and my father. I just like to work hard. And that's like mm-hmm. his whole character. Like, it's kind of boring. I don't know. But I guess they had to give it to him. They're running out of people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, he wanted to give the money to his dad because his dad is unemployed, right? So that's yeah. like the thing. And so he gets to call his dad and tell him about the 20, 20K. And his dad was so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what'd you think of his dad? What he, I don't know. <laughs> his dad sounds like all he saw was dollar signs. Like, you know, the rest of these parents do a good job of being like, oh, I'm so proud of you, honey. And this, that other. And his dad was like, so, you know, you're paying rent now. Yeah. <laughs> and they like laugh about it. But his dad was like, no, seriously, mm-hmm. I've been unemployed for a yeah. year. You're, Times are tough, you're, Hunter. Yeah. You got to <laughs> sleep here. You got to pay your way. So Hunter knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we close the episode like we always do. We need a button from Jared. And Phil, uh, Jared sneaks into the arcade to do some dance dance revolution. This is just what we want. This is what the American people needed. And this is like what they required for, for their television screen. I just want to watch Jared play dance dance revolution on a YouTube live stream for eight hours and I can die a happy man. So this was excellent. I was a big fan of this. Yeah. He snuck in and then I was hoping that he would get caught Chappelle, but he manages to sneak out. No, imagine that. Jared just doing what the hell he wants while other people can't even protect chickens. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to plant my flag here. I just think that mm-hmm. we getting, we're getting a really good edit for Jared. <laughs> and I don't know why, because this kid, I, he legit vandalized Devon's like, shop. Yep, he flipped it over. And she was like, oh, poor baby. Come here. Let me give you a hug. Devon, girl, tell that man to grow up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't, Chappelle. I'm not a fan. Listen, he's working on a teleportation device. You know, mm-hmm. he needs his time off where he can just play Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> like, just trust the process. All right. Like, he's working uh, on he's working on bigger things here. Fine, Phil. I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. We're going to talk about episode 12 of Kid Nation in just a moment. But first, let me take a moment to thank a sponsor, our friends over at Magic Spoon Cereal. Magic Spoon Cereal is fantastic. Uh, check out the nutritional facts. There's no sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three 
net grams of carbs in every serving. It's the ideal solution if you are somebody who is uh, counting carbs and wanting to have great tasting cereal. If you've ever tried to eat a low-carb diet, uh, one of the things you miss is things like cereal. And of course, that we know in Kid Nation, you know, you need an important breakfast. Sophia is up every morning making breakfast for all the kids. Very important to start your day on the right foot. And Magic Spoon cereal does the job because so many people have asked you can finally build your very own custom variety box you can choose from the best-selling cocoa fruity frosted blueberry plus new flavors including peanut butter and cinnamon peanut butter is my favorite i have that with almond milk i throw extra i have peanut butter powder i throw that on there too uh i throw things uh low-carb berries like blueberries also as another good one tastes amazing Honestly, too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. You're going to love it. Go to magicspoon.com slash RHAP to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code RHAP at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash RHAP and use code RHAP to save $5 off. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. Let's get back to talking about Kid Nation. Episode number 12 is going to be a wild ride. Episode number 12, uh, where we're going to see a field trip out of Bonanza City for our leadership. And then uh, we're going to uh, see a lot, uh, some some really wild stuff uh, go- going on here in Bonanza City. Okay, um, <laughs> we start off with Sophia is going to is this a, would you call this an autonomous zone that uh, Sophia really just squares off in the center of Bonanza City? It's the attack zone. Can't go in the attack zone. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I, I roped off this zone. You, if you go in it, you owe me five cents. <laughs> she's like, I she's, knew once I said you couldn't do it every kid would want to be in there like, she's just as bad as Greg <laughs> <laughs> she's just as bad yeah like what are you looking for really I, of course they're gonna do it they're all bored we're all bored just, and the box is so small too that's what makes it so funny like it's not like she like closed off this big part of the town no she closes off like you know 6 feet by 12 feet or yeah. six, you know Small, small area, and all, all now all of a sudden the kids just want to go inside, and for no reason, just because. Yeah, yeah, it does seem though that there is a through line to all of her uh, escapades. Is that it's she does end up making money somehow by like uh, like enticing the kids with like I made a square. If you go in it, you owe me money now. Uh, and then they were like, No, you have you have to let us in. Come on, <laughs> we have to be in there. It's the one spot in the whole in the whole ghost town that we need to walk through. Yeah, no. She's running. She's running the show. She's the sheriff. I wonder if 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 Bonanza City stayed instead of the forty days. If they continued there, if like they, we came back in like one year, and Sophia was just like the grand dictator of all of Bonanza City, because I think she would have done a great job running it. She seems to be the most effective leader we've seen in all of Bonanza City. <laughs> really, I, better, better than 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 um, what's Guyland? Do you? <laughs> you don't. You, you, <laughs> Guyland burned hot. <laughs> he was excitable but no give me listen for my money give me laurel 
Give me Laurel, Laurel. is the best leader they've had. I, this Sophia thing, I think it's just that she's the oldest. They had to throw her a bone at some point. She has been cooking and cleaning and slaving and trying to get these kids to do little tiny tasks where she's probably doing the the brunt of the work anyway, like the like the lion's share. And so, yeah, I can imagine them giving Sophia a little power because shoot, she's old and these kids are tiny. But make no mistake, <laughs> Laurel is the better. She is the better like leader mm-hmm. definitively yeah yeah she's a woman of the people yeah <laughs> certainly of her people do you feel like that she was trying to funnel the gold stars to the green team i have a theory yeah so for the first couple weeks the gr- the green team were the workers they were at the bottom because they suck at challenges they won like one and then they were back down to workers and so i think they were working the hardest because they had to so mm-hmm. she could easily point to Oh, look, it's such and such because we've been scrubbing the to- the toilets all week, you know, or this is such and such because they've been working really hard. Well, yeah, all of y'all are working really hard because y'all can't win a challenge to save your life. It's like mm-hmm. the blue team, they don't have to do anything. So how do they win the hard worker work? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I award. I mean, I get it. You can volunteer. But why would you? I mean, I think the only the only person from the blue team that won a, a gold star was Mallory. And that's because her sister came and like stunted, yeah. like her sister came and stumped for her. Like, hey, you should give it to my yeah. nine year old sister. She's great. I think Greg that's got not- one also, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he begged for it. He's about to go to college. Like, <laughs> it's not the same. So I think Laurel, even though she was stumping for her people, mm-hmm. they were working the hardest. Yeah. What can you say? Yeah, Chappelle, you bring up a really good point. Like, Rob, I think if you actually were to bring your kids onto season two of Kid Nation, tell them to throw every single challenge so that, you know, mm-hmm. they're always in the lower yeah. class. So they have to, you know, scrub the toilets. And so they get the gold star way easier. You know, yeah. I mean, that that's how you gain the they- system. And once they get the star, never work again. Go full Taylor. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. sit down. Oh, nope. I don't want to. Nope. Deal Reading is boring. Yeah. D- deal with it. Like, do that. But you have to get into the working class first. That's why That's why they were racking them up. Mm-hmm. So the town council gets an assignment that they need to go and visit a, a civilization that inhabited these lands well before the original settlers of Bonanza City. So The Ewoks. Yeah, they're going on a field trip. <laughs> they're going to go on a field trip and they leave... Sophia in charge because uh, she is the sheriff and she's going to make sure everybody is doing their work. She's keeping the slackers out of the arcade. Uh, I mean, she's got the place running you know, on point, Phil. Yeah. I, you know, this entire episode, you know, you know, like like you said, you know, they read the book and the book says, you know, Bonanza City failed because, you know, they didn't go out and explore and they didn't, you know, go see different things and and it's a weird um, argument to make that, you know, American civilization failed because, you know, they weren't having that many um, interactions with, you know, uh, American Indians. And, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, they, they, could, they go there. And I guess, you know, it, it's interesting to see um, you know, them do that. But I guess the funniest part about this episode is the fact that, you know, the, the team leaders have to say, we're leaving. We might not be back for the challenge. We yeah. might not even be back for town council. And Sophia's in charge. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like that they just made an excuse for like the biggest, strongest kids to be away for a very physical challenge because I don't know if they really garnered a lot of information from uh, their encounter with uh, the indigenous people. But I guess let's let's talk about that. Uh, 
Chappelle, do you feel like that did Kid Nation do a good job dealing with uh, this uh, uh, depiction of the Native Americans? I think it's fine. So I think you're right. They picked the strongest, biggest people because one, they had to go walk all the way there. But also they probably want some people who can handle themselves in front of adults. Like you, don't get me wrong. Alex is a nine-year-old who I would trust with my life. But all of them are not going to be as, you know, like, open to going and and visiting a culture and being respectful and stuff like that. So I think they were trying to like send the older kids as representatives. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, I still think there could have been a better representative, you know, but they also could not trust any of those power hungry boys to like be in charge by themselves. So I think it was a good uh, opportunity for them to do that and to have a cultural experience that some of the, the little kids might not have appreciated as much. Yeah, uh, I, I do feel, uh, Phil, that Kid Nation dodged a bullet here. I mean, there, there was, uh, I really felt like that, like, oh boy, this is, this is not gonna, this is not gonna go well where we're gonna bring, uh, Native Americans into this. But I, I do feel like that, uh, there was, seemed like there was nothing egregious in this episode. Yeah, you know, I, luckily enough, you know, not that many people were watching at this point. So, you mm-hmm. know, they kind of got away with it barely. I don't know. Like, I had to actually just do more research onto who these people were because they did kind of vaguely say, like, these are the Native Americans. And so I, like, looked up. And so they're like the Pueblo people, which are just like, you know, Native Americans who are in the Southwest region of, of, um, you know, America, but they kind of don't really say anything else. And so they kind of just, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what the deal was and or if they got some kind of CBS contract or, you know, how they got them to be on the show, but they did it and it, it went okay, I assume. You know, it, <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, Jared and Alex? Love them. Oh, they're the best. Yeah. Uh, are we talking about um, why Alex is the best kid at Kid Nation? Because I could probably write a book yes. about it. Well, tell us, yeah. why is Alex the best kid at Kid Nation? Well, for one, he's a genius, but he seems so nice. He wants to be a chemist or a geography teacher, but especially a linguist. And I respect that because, like I said, linguistics is everything. So I I love Alex. I don't know Jared like that. I can't really speak on his character. I told you, I've been seeing some things that are problematic. And I just want to, you know, say that for me, Alex. So <laughs> this was wild. Jared and Alex go for a walk. And they encounter, would you say, uh, a carcass? What would you, how would you describe this that they find? They find a, a pile of animal bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is I, the perfect duo to find it, though. Yeah. Right? Who would you trust with this, with this archaeological dig that they just came across? You're <laughs> mm-hmm. right. These two minds are really able to kind of, if I, yeah, if I had to pick anybody, to go and find these bones, yeah. it would be Jared and the Alex forensics for sure. team. Here they are. <laughs> it's uh, Jared and Alex, and they're picking up these like uh, disgusting animal bones, and they're this plant. We had some carbon dating processes. You could see how old the cow was. Yeah, carbon dating is that what you would use here? <laughs> Does that sound right? I mean, again, I'm the person that always just takes Jared's word for everything, so <laughs> I have no idea. I, listen, like they could say anything about those bones, and I would just believe it. I don't know. Yeah, it was, yeah. they're incre- incredibly intelligent people, for sure. I mean, Chappelle, 
if my nine-year-old went out on this show and then I'm watching footage of him like, uh, here's a dead animal skull. Let me put this on my head like a football helmet. Let's carry these bones back to camp that vultures have been eating off of for God knows how long. Okay, well, let's, pl- let's see if we can put this skeleton back together. Right. And you wonder why they sent the older kids to go be with the Native Americans. Like, you don't want to offend anybody, but you also don't want to do anything gross in front of them, too. Like, mm-hmm. reach up and like put a dead animal on your back. Like, hey, look, you guys, ni- nice to meet you, Pueblos. You know, um, so I think, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they made the right decision. But meanwhile, the older kids are just off with the Pueblo people asking, so how do we how do we make little kids listen? Mm-hmm. How do we do that? So this is what they have. This is what Greg and DK and them have to deal with. They have to deal with Alex and, and uh, Jared randomly picking up carcasses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I also wanted to just say, you know, Alex talks about how he wanted to be a linguist. And I looked, did some research. And apparently Alex has already at this point created 10 different languages and 30 to 40 different alphabets. Um, wow. So, he did it. He's a linguist. I don't. I don't really know what that means to create a language, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think that's linguistics. So fantastic job, Alex. Yeah. I just wanted to give you a shout out. And no word on what Jared has done, right? None. Okay, <laughs> Absolutely. We don't know. Yeah, he's he's still listen. He's still working on his project right now. He's got some stuff going on. Yeah. Um. They leave with the bones, and uh, Jared <laughs> tells us this. Elvis has left the building, baby. Pelvis has left the building, Chappelle. Yeah. Did somebody tell him to say that? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Because he commented, oh, like, that was corny. (laughs) That was corny. So he knows it's it's not great. I I feel like most of Jared's lines are fed to him. Right? Right? Mm -hmm. Do you agree, Chappelle? What do you think? I wish I wish I could, but sometimes they just go to him so quick, and he's ready. I just, he might be one of the more powerful minds that it we've come across. It wasn't a confessional, so. yeah. He just kind of just says it, but he he did the Hasta La Vista baby one time, yeah. and I, I kind of raised my eyebrow then, thinking like, how much mm, Schwarzenegger? Okay, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't I don't know. It it could be fed to him, but I like to believe that this is him. This is just Jared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they could have Jared say legit anything, and I think it would just be funny. I think that's kind of what the producers realized, too. It's like, okay, well, Jared can literally say a single, like, anything, and all of a sudden it'll be just, like, a catchphrase or something like that. Like, it'll be the funniest line anyone's ever said. Mm. Phil, the chief ends up telling uh, the town leadership, uh, remember, basically, uh, what goes around comes around. Uh, Does that pay off in any way? Is that sort of like a allegory for the gold stars of doing good deeds? Yeah, well, at the end of the show, we find out that Greg does not get into any colleges. So, you know, oh. again, it's like what goes around comes. No, that doesn't actually happen. But <laughs> oh, yeah, my this- gosh, <laughs> Ew. I was like, excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, nothing really happens with that. That's the other thing. Like, you know, the chief is giving them all of this kind of really vague advice. And it's like, what are we even watching? Like, he's like, in life, it's very easy to be mean and, or it's very easy to be mean and easy to be selfish. But like, yeah, we know that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. What is that giving us? I no don't know. No behavior was changed by this interaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is on deaf ears. Okay. But it's nice to see Greg, you know, try to like, you know, I feel like when Greg's around other adults, he puts on his like nice adult face. He's like, oh, nice to meet you, sir. You know, mm-hmm. while, meanwhile, Greg is like just pummeling the other kids, not really caring about them at all. Yeah. Okay. So we <laughs> gather up, pioneers. Uh, it's time for our 
Homestead Act <laughs> Showdown, <laughs> which will involve moving a homestead, carry all the yeah. pieces, and then get a chicken, and then uh, grab your alpaca. Also, move the alpaca. Build you know, home. when I... When I... <laughs> When I first saw this challenge, I was like, this is actually pretty brilliant. I was like, you know, they're going to, you know, disassemble a house, you know, carry all that stuff over. But then we soon realized most of the challenges is all these kids just carrying over walls and roofs. Like, there's not that much (laughs) enticing elements to this challenge that actually makes it entertaining. I thought it would be a lot more fun than it actually ended up being, you know? No, uh, not super fun. Uh, The red and the green team were okay. The yellow and blue team uh, were uh, struggling, but uh, eventually they're going to get a reward. Reward time. Time for a decision. Okay. And this I thought was an interesting call. Okay. Uh, You could either have a monument, a monument, Chappelle, to, to remind everybody, I guess, that visits this ghost town that kids were here once upon a time, or... A hot air balloon ride. <laughs> I think had this been earlier in the season, that first tribal, like the first tribal, the first council of people would have probably picked the monument, right? Like I could really see uh, Anjay and um, and Laurel and even uh, Taylor going like, yeah, this Mike is, would be a big monument guy. Oh yeah, Mike would be a monument guy. But thirty days in. Man, I'm ready to go home. Half my friends didn't quit. I'm so tired of sleeping and it's cold outside. It it has snowed. It has rained. It is like sleeted. All all the weather patterns have come through this one town, a dust storm, a tornado, uh, a monsoon, all within the same three days. And so they're ready to go. They don't want to remember this. They, they So they would be happy to go see it from a bird's eye view and then go home. So mm-hmm. I don't blame them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, I just kind of feel like if they actually like pick the monument, like there's no way, especially now, like CBS is not keeping that monument, well, right? Like, what they happened to like, the monument? <laughs> did they did they blow it up? <laughs> did they throw it out? Where's the monument? I bet someone has that. Someone bought it on eBay. It's in like Kramer's apartment or something like that. Oh like, my it's, gosh. like memorabilia <laughs> or something, you know? I yeah, I have no idea. Like, the what- monument was made. It wasn't like a mock-up of like this is a diorama of a monument that will be constructed. Like they made the monument. <laughs> yeah, but I I wonder if someone does have it. You know, ask one of the listeners might be able. What might have the monument? I have no idea what happened. Yeah, what <laughs> happened to the monument? <laughs> they should have said, okay, you don't want it? Uh, there. This is wired with TNT. We're going to explode it right in front of you. <laughs> and Mallory's like, blow it up! Blow yeah. it up! <laughs> <laughs> it must be destroyed. No. They pick, uh, Sophia goes with hot air balloons. I think that's the right choice, right? What do you guys think? Like, yeah. Chappelle, would you yeah. go for a hot air balloon ride? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah i would especially in this situation again i don't think you want the monument i think parts of this journey they might want to forget i'm not 100 percent sure this isn't a punishment camp like Mm -hmm. uh what's that that book holes like this is camp Mm -hmm. green lake and they come they think they're at summer camp but they're just building houses and and, uh laying pvc pipe i think these kids might have been being punished we might want to look into this yeah they're smart but are they good people (laughs) what are their vibes (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's that's really true. I don't, yeah. Okay. All right. So 
It's the night before the hot air balloon ride. Uh, we're going to get a lot of like toasts of like, this is sort of like, uh, it's, you know, towards the end of the semester. Everybody's like looking back at things already. And a lot of speeches are going on, Phil. Yeah, I don't know. Now we're at the point of the show where it feels like the end of summer camp is coming. I think we all kind of know that mm-hmm. feeling of like, oh, you know, I was kind of beat to death every single day. And I kind of <laughs> really had a lot of anxiety during my time here. But you know what? <laughs> I'm going to miss it. <laughs> I'm really going to miss it, you know? And so I think that's kind of what they're all going through right now and looking back. And I, I do think that hot air balloon, you know, experience must have helped. I've never been on one, but I assume if you look up anything from afar, it's like, yeah. wow, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Not for me, the hot air balloon. I don't know. Really? Not, not super interested. I can't, I feel like that, that, uh, I'm not afraid to fly. Like, uh, like even in like a helicopter, I think I'd be okay. I feel like that there's a high chance of like, uh, falling out or something going wrong. It's like, uh, you know, really, I'm just in a balloon right now. Like, uh, like I feel like we're really exposed to the elements. Yeah. I feel like, you know, my life is hanging on the, ba- in the balance. Like if there's like an errant dart. <laughs> Not a, dart. a pigeon flies into this thing i don't know how it works oh as soon as you see a gust of wind yeah you're like what's going on <laughs> get me off of so, this so, so you would have picked the monument rob is that what you're telling us um i think i probably would have voted monument yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you would have picked the library too then no oh i'd gosh, go rob. arcade over library but i feel like I, i'd go monument over hot air balloon ride ponies or monument Hmm. The ponies you couldn't even do. They never even said that the ponies were for riding. They were like, <laughs> you can bring them to go move stuff. <laughs> More work. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, we might need to look through, look at this through a different lens. These yeah. people are here to yeah. work, and that's it. I did think yeah. it was a good-looking monument. Yeah, it was fine. nice. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. They blew, they blew it up shortly after. <laughs> okay. Um. We're starting to hear a little bit more about some of the science experiments that Jared is working on, because uh, here's what Jared tells us that he is uh, really thinking about. Teleportation has already been invented on a small scale. Really? Yeah. They've, inv- they've teleported subatomic particles to the other side of the Earth. Jared. Okay. All right. Chappelle, I think of you as one of the smartest people I know. Is this is this true? Is this true? Have we teleported particles to the other side of the world? Who are me to question Jared? This guy, look, I've seen what is it? Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. I know the Mike the Mike TV game. You just shrink it down, and then you just send the mm-hmm. little pieces of chocolate across to the, to the other TV. I I get the concept, Jared. Has it been done? Sure, maybe. If if Jared says it, who who am I? Mm-hmm. to question that you know yeah. um yeah it's it's a it's jared man that's what he's here for yeah. you know dk is like oh wow oh my god mm-hmm. i had no idea <laughs> and and dk thinks this is enough like we should be funding this research <laughs> they treat it like a government funded like research grant yeah it's like and by the time they're actually figuring out like who to give the gold star that comes later but they're like you know like you know this money could be really allocated in like a great way we contribute to science in bonanza city like like (laughs) what the teleportation i i that does not really exist guys come on yeah (laughs) this nine-year-old kid he's got it figured out he's twenty thousand dollars away we could all be having this we could change the world with this gold star 
Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Jared. You have barely been working. You've been terrorizing everybody. You do, you're not getting that gold star. I'm sorry. If I'm looking, I'm de- looking at DK, like, DK, shut up. What are you talking about? He doesn't deserve this star. So he could go to college. Jared is not going to have any problem getting into college. Give mm-hmm. another one of those things to Greg because he's going to need it. Matter of fact, <laughs> give one to Blaine. He d- he's probably going to school more, like faster than Greg is, mm-hmm. but give one. Jared will be fine. Once, once somebody airs this, somebody, they're going to be jumping all over themselves to get that Jared to recruit it to their college or whatever. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Jared doesn't get to make a last minute push for, uh, for, for like science research. Like sit down, Jared, stop mm-hmm. it. <laughs> um, some talk about who's going to get the gold star, Phil. Uh, Sophia is saying Alex should get it. Some of the girls are saying, um, uh, Michael should get it. Meagle. Yeah, Meagle. Meagle. <laughs> you know, Meagle. there's, there's some talk, you know, on the interwebs about, you know, what the point of, you know, giving the gold star to Meagle is because for me and for, I think all of us, when we watch the show, we're like, who is Miguel? Like, what did she do into, into the cam? How is she involved in this? And so, you know, like Alex, like you said, like Alex makes the push for Miguel here. Um, and we apparently on Michael's uh, Reddit AMA, we're going to see that apparently some of the guys might have been interested in Miguel. Um, uh, you know, uh, they were crushing on Miguel. <laughs> That's a, supposedly like it, he alleges to it in the AMA. And so. He, apparently, Michael, you know, didn't really care about giving Miguel a gold star, but a lot of the other guys um, in wow. Bonanza City, you know, had a real big idea to, yeah. you know, give the gold star to Miguel. Spoiler Miguel-ay. alert, just to jump ahead to episode three, that Miguel is going to get a come, come out here with a 50k gold star, too. <laughs> <laughs> Miguel get, is getting get those stars. <laughs> You know Greg was behind that, right? You know it was definitely like a Greg push. Like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, give it to me, like, like, hey, me, like, I got you thirty thousand dollars more than I got everybody else. You know, come hang out with me. Mm-hmm. I think that. I mean, she ooh, got seventy k. A- <laughs> oh, did she get? Oh, no, Alex got it. Alex no. got it. I, yeah, 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 I was gonna say, whoa, oh, hold on, yeah. me, like, calm down. What is me, like? Never mind. Yeah, we're just gonna hope and and pray that she's having a great life wherever she is with her money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Greg is going to uh ha- help out. Oh, oh, is it uh Zach has a meltdown? Phil. Oh uh, no! Zach is like trying to say that he should get the gold star, and everybody laughs at him, and then the, the just Zach just goes loses it. Yeah, yo, <laughs> w- <laughs> what is this? Like Zach is giving you this impassioned speech, you know, because he hasn't gotten a gold star. I actually forgot about that. I was like, oh wait, Zach never got his gold star. Yeah. And as soon as he says something, we just get Greg laughing. Like what? I don't understand what he's laughing about. I and of course <laughs> Zach's gonna lose his mind. You know, he's invalidating him. Mm-hmm. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chappelle, he Zach really loses it. Zach cares more about respect than DK does. Zach is like, I don't care if you like me, but you will respect me. You're not going to laugh in my face. It just, I deserve this star. And I'm with Phil. I thought he'd already gotten one. I was like, Zach should have yeah. been at a star, quite frankly. All that preaching and stuff he was doing, episode two and three, like, mm-hmm. I thought Zach had already gotten his star and went on about his business. I think that Taylor was still on the town council at the time when he was making a run. And I think <laughs> she was threatened by him. And she's like, ah, no, I don't think so. Not Zach. Yeah, I just love that we're talking. 
I, yeah. know, I just love that we're talking politics like this. Continue, Chappelle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but Zach, Zach took over, and so he was no longer eligible for the yeah. thing. But then he quickly got impeached. You know, <laughs> like they got him out of there so fast. Yeah. And, you know, it's not, not the worst strategy to kind of show your leadership ability and then also be back in the running to get a star. Mm-hmm. But I cannot tell you how hard I laughed at Zach uh, having his meltdown because he was not upset that they didn't want to give him the star. It was that they didn't respect how much he cared about Bonanza City. It's like, no, Zach, you're 10 years old. Like, just put your a 10 year old is coming to you like, you ought to respect me. And mm-hmm. like, no, no, I don't. I don't have to. Yeah. So I felt bad for him, but I, he had some points. He made a point. Yeah. So then he comes back in and Greg's like, you know what? You're right. I do respect you. You like, uh, you know, I really, uh, you know, I'm proud of you. I respect what you have to say. And then DK is like, uh, like, uh, I've, you're a, you're a hypocrite. You, you don't respect <laughs> him. You were just making fun of him a second ago. What's wrong with you, Greg? Again, it's like, just like big brother Greg, you know, it's like, you know, as soon as his faults are admitted, then he, of course, he totally backtracks. He's like, no, what are you talking about? I've always respected Greg. A big thing with Greg is always respect. Don't question Greg's respect, please. Or he's going to, you know, mm-hmm. question yours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Time for town hall meeting. And once again, Sophia, she's so active at these town halls. Uh, Chappelle, she says, let's shut down the arcade. Time to close it for good. That's yeah. it. I- I mean, you can't blame her. Again, she is she's essentially babysitting mm-hmm. thirty other children, right? Like she is the person in charge. These these guys are starting about as much chaos as they're actually, you know, like they're contributing just as much as they're trying to fix, honestly. So she's the de facto mom of this group, and so someone has to make the adult decision. Um, they don't love it. They know that Sophia's role, but they don't love it. When she got elected sheriff and, oh, yeah, we're leaving Sophia in charge, the, they, they rioted. Olivia was not happy. She's like, who? We didn't even vote for her. I'm like, girl, you haven't voted for half the people who were on the council. Shut up. Let her live. Can she Can she make y'all, like, make Bonanza a better place? I thought that was the goal. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't blame her for standing up and trying to get some order because at some point, it's either her or what's the host name? Jonathan, Jonathan. is going to have to step in. Yeah, Jonathan's going to have to do something. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. mind it was Sophia. <laughs> Phil, during this conversation about closing the arcade, like John, Jonathan was like, he's like, his hands like, oh, his like his hand was, it was, face was in his hands during this. Uh, he was acting like uh, so shocked that the arcade was getting talked about getting uh, closed down. Yeah, come on, Jonathan. You knew, you knew that y- all y'all wanted to close the arcade because these kids were just being boring. No, the funniest part, the part of this episode that had me dying laughing is when Colton stood up at the town hall and he was like, guys, we have three freaking days left. Just let me play in the arcade. Like, please. Like, like I'm not going to be here that long. Like, what else do you want me to do? Just let me have this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, no. it was a good, it was a good uh, meeting for like just random outbursts. Right. So even when they, when Jonathan's like, so how's everything been going in Bonanza city this week? And Sophia just stands up and says, the arcade is discouraging verbal communication and social gathering. Like, Mm-hmm. Okay, Sophia, t- do you have a question or did you just decide that this was your platform today? We, we Can we get to, are you happy with the council first? Like, we have a script, ma'am. Uh, no, I wasn't bad at these random outbursts. They were kind of funny. All right. Who's going to get the gold star? It's uh, really, we're being told it's between Alex and Jared. Who's going to get the gold star? And it turns out that it is Alex. And so Jared is hurt, but 
he's trying to keep things in perspective. It's not that bad. If I get the Nobel Prize, well, let's just say that's a lot more. That's a lot of good size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Phil, if he wins the Nobel Prize, nobody's going to be talking about the gold stars. Not Think a single it. person. Yeah, I'm still waiting on Jared to win the yeah. Nobel Prize. Has it he hasn't happened yet. yet. Um, you know, I, I was doing some research. I really had to look through everything with a fine-tooth comb to make sure that Jared didn't win one. But not, not yet, <laughs> apparently. But, you know, I'd still be on the lookout. You know, something's coming. Something's coming with Jared. Yeah. Wouldn't that be wild, Chappelle, if we hear on the news one day and the Nobel Prize winner for 2022 is uh, Jared something or other from Kid Nation fame. He finally invented teleportation. Yeah, um, that would be that, that's probably about as realistic as what we are saying. Laurel should be singing at the inauguration. <laughs> she but killed it. He, he did, she really did. She, I mean, she knocked that other girl out of the water. Random girl number three. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think Jared makes a valid point. I think what the cash prize for winning a Nobel Prize is like eight million dollars or something like that. It's like it's like it's a lot of money to win a Nobel Prize. Yeah. Like you get like a, a good little a little stipend. So maybe if he got that, you know, that could further some mm-hmm. of his teleportation research as well. Yeah, we're gonna also talk about this later on at the end, but. I'm starting the campaign. Hashtag Jared was robbed. I think we all oh, need to get together. Be dragging that hashtag. <laughs> get together. Go fund me. Like, let's give Jared the money. He, Jared deserves the money. He was entertaining us for 13 episodes and we, he did not get one cent. Like, besides Buffalo Nichols, which does not count <laughs> in my opinion. He needs I, money. He, he could, I just think we should slow down. This could be, <laughs> we could. Very well, just watched 13 episodes of this man's super villain origin story. Okay. Mm-hmm. He was the star of the show. He was a, 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 to- a horrible kid in the background, but super smart. He's like Lex Luthor of Bonanza <laughs> City. So we don't know if he ever came into the money, but we have to be careful. What is he going to do with this teleportation? Mm-hmm. Do we know if it's used for good or if it might be for nefarious means? I don't think we should move forward until we're sure. Yeah. It's going to like teleport all of the gold out of Fort Knox. <laughs> <laughs> at this point uh i wouldn't put it past him uh we haven't seen enough to tell me that he wouldn't <laughs> okay alex though wins the gold star and so jonathan really puts nine-year-old alex on the spot here and asks him all right what are you gonna do with the money what do you think you will do with twenty thousand dollars my children and grandchildren they might really need it because i mean i really don't have any use for twenty thousand dollars really <laughs> i a nine-year-old. He's like, I'm pretty well off, actually. It sounds like your family is going to be set up for generations. (laughs) It could be a trust. We can start investment. I wonder if Alex bought stock. Yeah, bought stock in GameStop this weekend. No, he had Robin Hood, so he was about to buy some stock, but they just froze it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I bet Jared uh, that, that if uh, Jared had a Twitter account, I bet uh, he'd be somebody on Twitter uh, really mad today if he couldn't uh, buy any more GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be on the rampage. It's not fair. <laughs> That's what we should this start looking root. for him. <laughs> <laughs> Wall Street is the root of civilization. <laughs> no, but seriously, like. Like also, Alex was talking about the state of the Bonanza City economy, and like he was nine years old. Did you guys catch that when he was like, mm-hmm. "The economy is flat and it should be going up"? Like 
when I was nine years old, I had no idea like what any of that stuff. Like, what are, what are you talking about? I Alex? still don't so, know yeah. what he's talking about. <laughs> Give him the gold star. Like, come on, he yeah. he earns that for just just for saying that. Like, someone should have taken a note of that. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so he proved that nine year olds uh, can do it. Phil, any, any takeaways from Alex calling his family? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like. He, he 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 talks to his parents and he's so overjoyed. He's so over like excited. He's like, "Oh my god, I won twenty thousand dollars!" And his mom is just like, "Alex, that's amazing. That's amazing." Mm-hmm. And then like he calls his little brother and his little brother. He's like, "You know, I won twenty thousand dollars." And he's like, "That's good." Like <laughs> <laughs> once again, that really wooden performances that always kind of yeah weird me out. I don't know, but little kids don't know what money is uh that like <laughs> alex doesn't uh i don't know if i don't know if he does or not like uh you know th- that twenty thousand dollars to a kid that uh they don't really know the difference between twenty thousand dollars and forty dollars like it's like that sounds like a lot of money but they don't know mm-hmm. they don't know yeah. how much things cost their parents have yeah. money yeah like that's and I think that's what was so astute about what Alex was saying, because for the first time, he was like, this actually is not that much money in the grand scheme of things. Of course, $20,000 is great, and anyone would want it, you know, but he, Jared, it, like, it kind of undercut the whole thing, the way Alex was just like, you know, actually, this is not that much. It's, yeah, it's a paradox. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, he says it's a paradox. <laughs> like, he says it is, it is a lot of money, and it's not a lot of money at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And the crowd's like, oh, Alex. Ah, like, so it, like audience yeah. laughter. Yeah. Um, this episode was interesting for me because I got a good hate into a lot of the kids that I already just kind of, there was like kids that I didn't like. Who? And now there's like new kids. Oh, like I, I never liked Olivia. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Really? Ma'am. What did she no, do? Ma- She's so bossy for no reason. She like, like, listen, we get why Sophia's bossy, but Olivia, the way she was doing Andre for no reason, like <laughs> he just kind of just like walks into the room and she's like, ew, Andre, you suck at your job. Like, well, Olivia, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, like Mallory got the gold star. What if you got, you know, so I don't like Olivia yeah. already, but also Nathan, I felt bad for Nathan a couple episodes ago. They were like, oh um, yeah, I think J- Jared threatened his life. You better, you better <laughs> sleep with your eyes open or something like mm-hmm. y'all's favorite Jared threatened that man's life. And I was, and he I felt in bad. His sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I felt bad for Nathan. Like, oh, it's not his fault. He sleeps in his, uh, he sings in his sleep. But then when Sophia is left in charge, Nathan is like one of the most like incredulous. Sophia, what, who, who told Sophia? She, well, Nathan, where do you get off? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> When she squared off her uh, zone in the middle of town, he was one of the kids that was like in her face, like, if I ever need to walk through here, don't think I'm not just going to walk th- walk right through. If I have to get there, if I have to walk through here, if it's in my way, I'm just doing it. So help yeah. me God. Yeah. No, Nathan. Screw you, Nathan. Nathan's got to haul his water by himself. You know, he's going his own path. He's mm-hmm. not listening to what anyone else says. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chappelle, we have to end the episode with a stinger uh, in every sense of the word here with Jared. Jared meets a scorpion. I was worried. That that was a big right. scorpion. <laughs> it was huge. Are they just walking around out there? Do the, do the kids have any protection from these scorpions? Are people spraying? Because Jared, it just seemed like it was just right there. Did you Would you trust your nine-year-old around scorpions? No. I really have to question. No. Yeah. Who's in charge here? <laughs> Sophia? I think this 
I think the Scorpion saw, you know, Jared as just like, this is one of us. Just another, you're my friend. <laughs> you're, you're one, you're one with me. Yeah. And I, I think Jared is totally comfortable with the Scorpion. If, if anyone can get a Scorpion, you know, open up and not bite them or not, not po- pinch them or whatever. It's Jared. Yeah, he, he yeah. better teleport his ass out of there. <laughs> be hanging out with the scorpion. Uh, Phil, he said that uh, that his encounter with the scorpion, he thought that he would get an exotic pet when he got home. Yeah, you know, I don't know if that actually ended up happening for Jared. I don't know what else Jared was looking for, but I don't think the scorpion was, was would, would be the move for the exotic pet. They should have had a pet at the dry goods store. That would have been something great. <laughs> you know, Jared would have, like, uh, you know, aspired to, to save up his money. In. <laughs> See? He'll take one of the ugly chickens. This man wanting a scorpion or, like, an exotic pet as a... Uh, as a like take home like oh when i get home i'm gonna get excited this doesn't fit right into the supervillain mode mm-hmm. Not a little bit you guys aren't getting supervillain from him you're making There's a lot of sense be. yeah okay thank you <laughs> just making sure i'm not crazy all right we'll be right back to talk about the finale of kid nation but first i want to take a moment and thank our friends over at ip vanish welcoming back to the show what is ip vanish ip vanish is a virtual private network of vpn for short a vpn that's a super important tool that helps you safely browse the internet you can use a vpn on your computer your tablet your phone even things like a fire stick when you're streaming media when you use a vpn all your data gets encrypted so what you're reading what you're searching what you're watching whatever it is you're doing all encrypted that's important because what you're doing on the internet that's none of my business and it's no one else's business either ip vanish they help you remain anonymous and secure on the internet ip vanish is just three dollars and 49 cents a month for just three dollars and 49 cents a month or 27.99 a year you can help protect your online privacy and security Here's everything you get with IP Vanish, an anonymous IP address. That means your personal IP address can't be tracked by anybody on the web. IP Vanish has more than 1,500 servers in 70 plus locations and get protection when using public Wi Fi as well. Remember, with IP Vanish, all your data is encrypted, so no one can snoop on what you're doing. You get 24 7 support, email them, chat with them, even call them. They're there to help. And if you remember, they supported the show a couple of weeks ago and they've come back with an even better deal, wanting to offer something special for the new year. You're getting 65% off now. So go to ipvanish.com slash Rob to claim your 65% savings. They have plans starting at just $3.49 a month or $27.99 a year. This is the time to sign up with our discount and their current promotion. You can get a VPN for 65% off their usual offering. IP Vanish is the best of the best. Even rating 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot. And that's with more than 6,000 reviews. So show them some love. They're repeat sponsors. Remember, it's ipvanish.com slash Rob to get the deal and start protecting yourself online. And now the finale of Kid Nation with Chappelle and Phil. Episode number 13 is here, and our f- series finale of Kid Nation, and uh, we're going to ultimately reunite the children with their parents. But first, a uh, big montage uh, recap of the season, Phil. Yeah, I, you know, they, I always love it when they try to like really highlight and package the show's entire narrative into two minutes. That kind of makes a vague amount of sense, but to be honest... Uh, you could show someone the finale and just show them that two minutes and they'd kind of just get it. Like, what What were they really missing? I don't know. It, it was fine for me. I thought it was all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long uh, setup of everything that happened. Uh, Chappelle, did anything jump out to you in the opening montage of like trying to frame who was who? 
Yeah, it felt like they were just like, okay, we've had you out here for, we have to give you some airtime and we at least have to say your name one time to prove that you were on the show so your parents don't sue us. So it came off a little bit like a montage in the background and then in the front you have like Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. Like they were just naming each of the kids. <laughs> like, oh, and then Markel wears his Kango hat to the side. You know, it was, <laughs> Oh, thank you. You know, so in, in case you missed it, there's a kid out there dressed like a 40 year old barber. Um, <laughs> I think that was what they were doing. Like in case you just caught the ending because you did, you got lost yeah. somewhere in the middle. Let's just make sure you know that each of these children actually were on the show. For all the people that tuned in just for the series finale. Uh, Mm-hmm. We open up with Mike, who is uh, reminiscing on his town, and Mike ends up seeing that the town job board has been set ablaze, Phil. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> you know, Mike is having his, like, you know, like like a Paul Revere moment tonight, or like maybe a Moses moment. One, one of those where he mm-hmm. sees the burning, you know, the burning bush, <laughs> you know, the... <laughs> Oh my God, our job tasks are on fire or whatever. And he's like, ah, oh, the British are coming. The British are coming. You know, he's waking everybody up, you know, saying, you know, the, the thing's on fire. The thing's on fire. And everyone goes out. I don't know how that started. Can we talk about that? Like I was trying to do research on that and I could not find a single thing. Who started this on fire? How was it safe? I, I yes. and this confused me. Um, I think the production clearly set their own job board on fire. <laughs> it wasn't greg you sure yeah i don't think this was an arsonist i i think that this was like a ceremonial burning of the job board jonathan is is right there uh i think that they did this on on purpose it was a metaphor but Chappelle, i think this was a traumatic metaphor for the children oh why do you think that why why traumatic (laughs) oh it seems as though like uh were we attacked what happened why who did this yeah, it was one of those moments where they looked up, they saw this, and then all of their Kid Nation training had to go into action. They're grabbing their PVC pipes, they're grabbing their uh, their buckets and their pails, and they're going to get water. And we're working as a team. We're throwing, we're putting the water on the fire. Yeah. We're trying to put out the job board. <laughs> it was like all the things that we've been practicing for. This is the moment where we could put it all together to save the job board. <laughs> yeah, so how about Jared with just like he had the, he's like uh, I only have a cup of water but i have to do my part mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah y'all's fave every little nugget <laughs> okay. of, listen it was great i i, I always love to see it yeah he wanted yeah. twenty thousand dollars and that's the best he thought <laughs> i would have righted had listen jared i see you i see you <laughs> it's just you contribution teleported some water over there <laughs> That would have helped. So ultimately, yes, uh, we see uh, Jonathan come over and uh, tells the kids about how, like, oh, look at the 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 job board. Look, look what's happened. Uh, uh, D is it DK who says, "Listen, the job board is not the town." Yeah, <laughs> DK will just yell things and like. But he says it in the in the in the proper cadence to still kind of motivate people in some way, even if he's just kind of yelling whatever comes to his mind. I think he said the job board is not the freaking town. <laughs> yeah, he had to let him know. If this was very Game of Thrones again, not to spoil it, but you know, sometimes you got to break the wheel. Sometimes you have to melt the Iron Throne down mm-hmm. into mush, and so yeah. that was it. Was symbolic. It was like, hey, this is over. Mm-hmm. I don't know who did it, but it's over. Yeah. So. Yeah. This was kind of wild. So Jonathan is there talking to the kids about, look, 
Kids, the job board has been burned down, and I have the Pioneer Journal here. And this little eight-year-old Sophia, she tells Jonathan what he should do with the journal. Burn it, burn it! <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that was King Mallory. That's your gold star winner from like two oh, or Mallory, three. Oh, Mallory, Mallory. Yeah, that's, yes. listen, Alex said nine-year-olds rock. And you cannot find a better two people in this cast than those two nine-year-olds. Alex mm-hmm. and Mallory deserve their own spinoff. Laurel, too. But mm-hmm. those two, are that's gold. Because Mallory just kind of walks around. She has a nice little shop. She cleans up and sells people furniture and things. But when you give her a chance, she's like, burn it down. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. She was tired of working. <laughs> Mallory just wants to watch the world burn. That's it. I yeah. absolutely love Mallory. I agree. <laughs> so this is wild. So basically, Jonathan tells the kids, there's no job board. So now you kids have to decide how to live. And the whole damn system is out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Kids loot every single shop in town. It's it's pandemonium. Yeah, Yeah, these are the kids I know. These are, this is what kids are to me. When you ask me about children, that's what I see when someone says, oh, I have a child. I see like Mark Hale with his Kango hat to the side, but like guzzling Twizzlers and stuff from behind the counter. I see like them throwing food at each other and the flower mm-hmm. and all that stuff. All this, this uh, piece that Sophia has instilled in these kids. This is children. Yeah. This is what they are. Like, get the wheelbarrow. The okay. <laughs> Back up the truck. Yeah. <laughs> it was just insane to just watch the entire city, the entire town that we've been building over these 13 episodes where every single week we've been learning a new thing. You know, all these kids have been growing and, you know, all these kids have been learning more about how to establish a town and st- establish a community. And it just goes down the drain completely, like within like one minute. And all of a sudden now they're just like, there's no status quo to be remained. You know, all these kids are just looting candy, grabbing whatever they can. You know, taking a pogo stick, jumping out the window. Like, it's just madness. Complete, total madness. Yeah. I mean, Chappelle, I'm surprised that there was that much stuff to loot in Bonanza City because that all these kids do anyway is stay up all night drinking soda and eating candy. No, they're not drinking soda. They're in here doing sake bombs at the, uh, <laughs> yeah. at the, at the, the town speakeasy and dancing for money in the street. These kids have been uh, chaotic this entire time. But yeah, someone must be coming in and restocking at some point all of this candy, these, mm-hmm. these like goods that they're buying because they have nothing else to use the money on. They like, um, Sophia came in and bought the one high dollar price, like item, which was what a, uh, a bike. Yeah. So everything after that has just been like, let's just go eat some candy. So for them to start looting, like they didn't have any money to just buy it. It was kind of weird to see it. Mm-hmm. Also, I thought it was interesting that they all just kind of threw their superhero abilities to the side for chaos. I've been tracking this as I watch it. And each kid has like the, the thing that has them suited to be out there. Right. Like, um, you know, Alex is super, super smart and Cody is a rancher and some of the kids mm-hmm. are like, I have llamas at my house. I, I milk lo- cows all the time. Stuff like that. And then the moment you say, okay, there's no more jobs, all of that went out the window. <laughs> nobody's laying PVC. Nobody's welding anymore. They just went straight from zero to 100 that quick. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it was like, like craft services or just like the production in general that was like, all right, we're striking this set in three days. Like, yeah. Have all you guys just eat the candy or something like that. Cause I don't know what you want us to do with it. Just go have fun for these last couple of days yeah. and just 
take everything. <laughs> Phil, do you think that the production told the kids, like, uh, I guess there's no rules. I guess you guys can do anything you want now. I guess you guys can be crazy because it really like set up that then they needed to rebuild the town. Yeah, I think that has to be it because otherwise it like legit makes no sense. Like just because the job board is done, then all of a sudden now, it's you know, chaos. society and everything we know, like what we need jobs. I don't know. It was kind of, but yeah, it was definitely egged mm-hmm. on just by the producers prompted totally. <laughs> yeah. If there's no jobs and there's no order and everything went to hell in a handbasket and now they have to dig out of this hole and uh, DK he again he's he's mad he doesn't like how this went went uh down he said this was bad how the town behaved and zach says this was stealing dk is like he's like ask give me one reason why people should steal like one reason like i don't understand like why like i think i got a good reason why people steal dk like (laughs) (laughs) i don't think it was that baffling that you know these kids just want their candy and they don't want to pay for it i'm uh, come on dk Mm -hmm. uh guylin also has some uh remorse he says uh he feels terrible after the riot boy uh (laughs) really escalated uh what happened here in bonanza city they act like they started burning stuff to the ground. Like, all y'all did was steal some candy and, and pogo stick a little bit. Like, girl, this is okay. It's okay, you guys. And also, y'all have been trapped there and y'all have been dangling candy in front of these kids' faces for 40 days. Of course, they lost it. <laughs> they, they're children. This is right up their alley. Um, Guylin, yeah, I'm over it. But Zach, Zach is very wise. Zach was able to say, you know, like, I didn't love this. I'm happy everybody's having a good time, but this isn't my favorite moment. I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right. Pioneers, gather up. All right. <laughs> um, no showdown, but here there is a reward. Jonathan is going to pull out three gold stars. Uh, and every time he... Yeah, these are giant gold stars, and he kept saying, like, this is heavy. This is a heavy one. And so it's going to be worth $50,000 for a gold star okay everybody's everybody's excited pumped up the last the last gold star actually but we're gonna give out we're gonna give out a star first i'm sorry about that uh gonna give out a star and then later on we're gonna get to the uh the three gold stars but the council has to do it on the spot who should get the last gold star yeah and you know then we start thinking about who it could be you know mike says and I'm actually kind of, kind of proud of Mike. You know, I've been bagging Mike and just dragging Mike <laughs> through the mud, mud this entire season. But you know what? Mike kind of has a nice little ending where he says, you know, I was a leader and I could have got, got it, but I didn't. And now I don't deserve it. So good for Mike for saying that. And of course, you know, Laurel says Sophia should get another one, which, you know, I think Laurel should get another one. But, you know, I think they both did a great job. But. Um, we ended out with Zach getting the final gold star, mm-hmm. which I'm very happy yeah. with. You guys yeah. agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's 100%. deserving of it. Uh, he did a good job. Uh, why was DK crying? <laughs> he's just it's dramatic. <laughs> yeah, he's very much in his feelings, uh, DK. I think, you know, he had a really good time, at least like listening to the interviews and stuff like that. I, you know, besides the whole bleach incident, I think DK was having a good time with all these people. And, you know, I, Think, you know, he cried a lot. In ending, yeah, yeah. I guess you know. So when you leave summer camp and you have all these friends, and now it's all over, and you know how to deal with it. I don't know all that kid stuff. I guess, but I mean, he wanted yeah. to go home at that one point. Where he's crying, <laughs> but then also he was like, uh, he was kind of mean with some of the kids sometimes too. 
I don't love it. Yeah. Also, and he and he also he's injury prone. Can we yeah, DK has fallen her. down more than any other kid on this entire show. Every time we look up, he's like pulling a hamstring or like tearing his ACL, lifting something. Like was, DK, the book ended the season with DK injuries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah did we hear about his tendons yeah. before? Because I don't think it was mm-hmm. his tendons in the first episode, right? I I, I have no idea. Yeah. yeah, he might just be very dramatic. He's an actor now, right, Phil? Yeah, he's an actor. He's yes, he's in Chicago Fire, all that stuff. You know, I don't know what they're doing in those rehearsals, but mm-hmm. yeah, the, I think that's just he's yeah. an actor. So, um, does Jared ever guest on Chicago Fire, coming in with his tin cup to <laughs> like I have to do my part? <laughs> Jared shows up with the whole cowboy hat on on Chicago Fire, and he realizes, oh wait, I think I'm in a different show. I don't know what's going on. Holy banana bread! <laughs> Another fire. No, he's in Chicago PD. He's like, lock your cell door tonight. <laughs> yeah, sleep with one eye open. <laughs> okay, uh, Zach gets the gold star. Uh, he never thought he would get one. Greg sees Zach having a future in politics. Uh, Chappelle, has Zach run for any elected office yet? Uh, yeah, he was just impeached not too long ago. Zach? Oh my God. <laughs> Oh no no no! I'm sorry that he just he gives me strong vibes. That's all I'm saying. Oh, uh, but um, Zach I don't does. Know if he's run- yeah, Zach just he seems way? like a, a a he seems like he's very sure of himself and his convictions and for things. And so mm-hmm. I think uh, Zach, wherever he is, is probably very successful with what he's doing. Okay, I hope so. Um, th- we get a weird situation that goes on yes. with the girls. Uh, there is. A last night, a, a day 39 sleepover being scheduled, and it's going to be Taylor and her crew. First thing they do, Phil, is, well, we want the chickens to sleep in our room for the last night. So chickens, they get the invite to the sleepover. Uh, Phil, is that safe to uh, ha- keep chickens in your bedroom? Uh, I don't really know anybody that, you know, has, you know, sleeps with chickens in their, in their bed. I don't know if that's a thing. Where are the chickens pooping? (laughs) I don't know. I guess, you know, it's the pretty chickens. So, you know, pretty chickens don't poop Mm, like the ugly chickens or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that might be what they're guessing, you know. Well, of course, pretty chickens don't poop. (laughs) Um, and so, you know, I think (laughs) this whole thing kind of... (laughs) Just, <laughs> just falls apart um mostly because emily you know who i feel like always kind of maybe wanted to be in taylor's crew i don't really know what the whole dynamic was but she wanted to you know hang out with everybody and hang out with taylor's yeah. crew and they weren't having it well she f- started the whole thing emily of that emily made it cool to hang out with the chickens uh, <laughs> go back to like episode two taylor's like we need meat uh, Emily's like, no, I'm locking myself up with the chickens. Now, here we are, day 39. Uh, Taylor's like, okay, chickens are invited to the slumber party. Emily, you're out. <laughs> Emily made some points. Mm-hmm. She, she yeah. okay, I understand why Emily would want to be at the slumber party. Yes. I get that. But for you to take away Emily's other friends, the chickens, and also like exclude, like you can't do both. You can have a slumber party with your bunk, but you have to leave her the chickens because those were her original like homies. Yeah. So, I didn't mind Emily kind of standing up for herself in that moment. You should see my notes. It's a lot of yes, Emily. Yeah. And then also Mm -hmm. yes, Kelsey. And then beat her ass, Emily. So, you know, my notes are all over the place, but I was the supporter of Emily in this moment. Yeah. So that was Kelsey that was trying to uh, negotiate with Emily. Yeah. That Kelsey came out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Kelsey came out and said, Emily, listen, we love you. We love you like a sister. However, tonight we're just doing, it's just going to be us, my, our home. Uh, you're welcome to come over at some other time, but tonight this just ain't for you. Mm-hmm. And, and Emily was like, girl, I'll beat your ass. <laughs> yeah. She's like, we love you, Emily. Emily, you are the greatest and we will hang out with you tomorrow. You just have to understand, we just don't want you at our thing tonight. <laughs> she's like, she's like, I'm trying to talk to you really quietly and really calmly right now. And you're just not, you're not listening. I'm trying to talk to you quietly and calmly, Emily. Like, this is not, this should not be a big deal while she's gradually getting louder and louder and louder. Yeah. While Emily's like, I just want to hang out with you guys and the chickens, please. Yeah. But Phil, correct me if I'm wrong. So Emily, that she had a problem. She was on the, the, she was on the blue team and then she got traded. Did she get traded to yellow or she got traded to? red i thought uh yeah no emily started on the red and then she got traded to blue in uh, episode nine so but what does she have to do with taylor and her yellow team the I taylor don't know. just has I, the most like girls her age i guess so and i guess it's just the chickens are there so emily mm-hmm. kind of wants to hang out with the chickens maybe i it doesn't i don't really understand like they had no real major friendship before this i don't understand mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. don't know oh, yeah. all right i think i think i think she made some points i think i think emily these are her people. Like she, she hangs out. She has her own, you know, commu- you know, people, her whole little group. But then she hangs out with the girls that are her age and she hangs out with the chickens and everybody that's her age and all the chickens are all locked in there and she's just not in there. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame her, but I did notice that Kelsey was the one doing the negotiation because she's like, she's Taylor's number one henchman, right? When Taylor, Taylor says, Hey, this is what's going on. Kelsey's like, Hey, say no more. I got it. <laughs> so she had to handle the Emily situation. She almost got beat up. Yeah. But she handled it. Uh, luckily, Migle comes in and Migle is able to, she's just like a big sister to Emily. Uh, we have to get something, I guess, from Migle to set up her getting that uh, $50,000 gold star in this episode. Yeah, like this is the one thing I think we see. Like we might have seen one other thing with Migle like a few episodes ago, but like mm-hmm. this is kind of like our justification for Migle getting the $50,000 gold star at the end of this it's thing, wild. which is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, pioneers, gather up. All right, so this is where we get the $50,000 gold stars, okay? There's three more stars to (laughs) give out. All right, you have one hour to cook, clean, and decorate the town. And so we get like this super task that the kids have to do in order for there to be three gold stars awarded. And... Uh, this is kind of kind of wild. I felt like the uh, final task for the kids. Phil, did you think this was a good final challenge? Uh, like I guess it was nice that everyone was working together and there were then like no more teams or whatever. But also, I don't really like. What does this mean? Like <laughs> they have to make a pasta dinner. Yeah, what were the, the three <laughs> challenges? Were they had to uh, cook pasta? Build a table and uh, haul garbage. Those were the three ultimate tests of their pioneer skills. Why pasta? That's the other thing. Like, they could have done something that they were eating before, like beans or... I like. And they're making, like... like I, there was one point where Jonathan was just like, Pioneers, nice job with that pasta. But you can only finish if you fill up that jar with piping hot yeah, here, sauce. Here, here you go. Nice job with that pasta, but you can only finish if you fill that jar with piping hot sauce. <laughs> Jonathan, 
So stop making these kids have to hurry up with piping hot sauce. Someone is going to get burned. Uh, I, this, this was interesting because I don't know if y'all put this together, but those kids, all these tasks were just to prepare for the parents getting here. Yeah. They, when the parents got here, they had benches to sit down at. They had yeah. the, the town was clean and they had spaghetti for dinner. Yeah. These kids have made this disgusting spaghetti in the middle of this challenge. And guess what? The parents just happened mm-hmm. to be when they get there i don't think it's a coincidence this is disgusting yep Chappelle. this reminded me of when i was in college and it would be like parents weekend and then the college would be like like all right everybody we have to clean up around here it's parents weekend straighten up <laughs> all right we can't like, pick up all those beer bottles this is parents weekend yeah where are they going to sit if you don't make the park benches for them mm-hmm. I, we have to question the yeah. integrity of the show at this point Phil, I was starting to worry about Jonathan during this challenge because uh, I felt like that Jonathan was becoming a little unhinged uh, during uh, this uh, final test for the children. Uh, here's here's Jonathan. Uh, really, I felt like uh, coming down hard on these kids. Guys, hurry! There are only forty minutes left. Hurry! <laughs> <laughs> He said that with his chest. He knew, like, he knew the show was getting canceled. He had to really just use everything he everything he had left in him. Like, hurry! <laughs> like this was an arbitrary amount of time. You picked it. Like, relax. Look, the parents are on their way. Dinner starts at seven. This, this these benches need to be made. Where is your mom going to sit down? Jonathan is making valid points. He's like, we are on a time crunch. We have to feed the staff. We have to clean up. We got to get out of here before mm-hmm. the Pueblos come and kick us out. Yeah. <laughs> they had to haul the garbage off and <laughs> bury it in the desert. <laughs> I'm surprised if they did that in like eight minutes. It would have been hilarious if they just did not complete it at the end. <laughs> they were just like, oh, well, all right. Everyone go home. You don't get to see your parents. That's it. Yeah. The show's over. Well, I don't think that was uh, that they didn't get to see their. I guess. I guess the, that was part of the party. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I was thinking that maybe they would just not give away any money then if they didn't complete the task. Yeah. They were like, uh, I guess the final episode is over now. <laughs> <laughs> go home. Roll credits. Forget you. Goodbye. <laughs> we can't we can't zoom past the fact that the way they got their piping hot sauce is because taylor's microwaves came in handy mm-hmm. we bashed taylor so much but look her mind so powerful she knew that these microwaves were the better decision mm-hmm. yeah would they have done this challenge w- without the microwaves like I, it's kind of crazy like what would they have done would they have just made it over the stove i, I have no yeah. idea it w- would have been well, well who was testing to see if the sauce was piping hot like it, was, it wasn't like the amazing race where like a like a chef came out and was like thumbs down not hot enough <laughs> would have been hilarious to watch jonathan have to taste test it put his finger in the sauce like, <laughs> not piping <Yeah>. it's hot <laughs> For the people who didn't watch this, that sauce was made, you know how like in those uh, old shows, they would show people how they made like, uh, yeah. they would squash the grapes with their feet. <laughs> like, the, the, this is a big old like, big like, swimming pool full of, uh, tomatoes. of tomatoes, and they got like lawn tools, and they're just smashing at it everywhere. <laughs> like, Smash we're gonna it. feed this to your parents soon, so you might as well put your foot in it. <laughs> <laughs> 
TK <laughs> got hurt again also somehow. Oh, <laughs> it's a Tuesday. His tendons. Something. <laughs> yeah. Always something with DK. Yeah. Is, is he like a, a soccer player, Phil? Is he like flopping just to like uh, get out of doing the work? <laughs> Yeah, he he knows. Of course, though, he saved it right for the end. Like he just didn't want to get up and walk walk to the to the finish. Like, come on, man, just like just do a quick jog. Like it's not gonna kill you. I, I guess yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it might have. Is it is it a coincidence that he could not bear he could barely even run uh, to where he was falling down and his tendons are so sore and he's having <laughs> such a hard time. But when the parents showed up, he gets the the speed of the flash and he just darts out in front of all the kids just trying to get to his mom and dad. Uh, DK, I thought your Achilles was torn or something. What, why are you running so quickly? He's, yeah, back. he's like Grandpa Joe or something like that. He's, <laughs> he just gets up and starts dancing. All, like, where'd this come from? What's going on? <laughs> this came out of nowhere, man. What's going on? DK yeah. Bucket, that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. All right, kids, the big surprise is we have a special guest that you haven't seen in 39 days. And so the parents are here, reunite with your parents, and parents were getting a tour of Bonanza City. And Chappelle, there were some wild moments with the parents. Oh, yeah. First off, DK's parents' face, they did not look impressed at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, especially when DK brought his parents to come check out his bedroom and and look at this. This is chicken feet from the chickens we chopped up. Yeah, he has chicken feet on the floor from the chickens we chopped up. Why Why is that in your room, man? (laughs) It's in your room. (laughs) I I I feel like at this point, like this is my kids. It's like I got. Can I talk to somebody? What is it? Is it animal parts in the room where they're sleeping? What is this? You said this was camp. You know, like the the kids who do like warfare, and you know, every time, they, like in in like in Africa, you know, like when kids like would kill somebody, you know, when kids are in war, and they'll have like a a bone, and they'll put it, you know. Like mm-hmm. have a, just a necklace full of bones, and that's kind of what it feels like. DK is going through right now some kind of just traumatizing experience happened, and now he's just collecting chicken bones and you know trying to save them. I, their parents were definitely psyched out. Like their parents had mm-hmm. no idea what was going on. Yeah, um, <laughs> Phil Jared's dad does a bonanza bomb. <laughs> that was Jared's dad. I, I was think wondering it, whose dad I that think was. It was. It was Jared it was serving dad. the bonanza bomb. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. Like, what? What were these kids? And he he was handling that like a pro too. That's the thing. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, man. Jared must be in good hands if his dad could handle a bonanza bomb like that. Like, wow. You've been away from your kids for thirty days, and then they show you like, look what I learned. And they're like, let's do mm-hmm. shots. And like, like licking the back of their hand with salt and stuff like that, and drinking mm-hmm. and chugging Dr. Peppers and root beers. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have had when you got to the to the bar area. Anyway, if I was a parent, I'd raise my hand. Hold on, <laughs> did they need a saloon? Mm-hmm. Did we have to do this part? I get this is the old west, but the fact that my ch- my nine year old is now a bartender. <laughs> I just think we should probably take a look at some of the curriculum that we agreed to and maybe discuss some things. <laughs> um, Phil, whose mom had to go to the bathroom? Oh, I'm not sure. Do you, do you it, remember it's one of Taylor's friends? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, like Layla. Layla's like her mom's in there. She's like, she's such a city slicker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, was that a fed line, Chappelle? 
Yeah, because she says she's a city slicker and then like looks at the camera and then winks. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> meanwhile, her mom is like, can we just finish this bit so I can get out of this? Yeah. Also, could we t- turn the camera off while I'm in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> That's a humbling experience. Mm-hmm. You know, she looked around and thought like, okay, some point I'm going to sneak off and use the restroom. Hey, um, Layla, where's, where's the restroom? Yeah. Like, oh mom let me show you and then she's like walking her into the distance she's like no no but where's the real like where mm-hmm. where do production go like mm-hmm. I don't want to use it no it'll be fun no seriously can you tell me where the teacher's lounge is I just woo. <laughs> I'm not doing right. this <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, alright we're gonna have one last meal together at Kid the Nation uh, <laughs> eat the disgusting spaghetti with the piping hot sauce is that how spaghetti's made? I guess I had no idea how spaghetti was made before. If it was done through those like cannon machines where they pump it out and it oozes out like Play-Doh, like yeah. it's it seems like that like toy stuff used. Like is that real? Was that really? It wasn't. It was not the spaghetti, but it was weird. <laughs> Who are you trying to convince? Us or you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're like, dear, dear God, they could not have done this to these people. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that's not how they really make spaghetti, or that what they ate was not really what the kids made. I'd like to assume that what they ate was not really what the kids made. I'm I'm praying to God yeah, that that's true. I can see them bringing in catering for the for the parents. <laughs> the same thing going back to like the college weekend uh, when the parents come and visit. Like the catering hall, like uh, does it up like extra nice of like, oh boy, we don't have this on a normal Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, uh, they got to really show it up for the parents. Give give them the mm-hmm. A one stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So last town meeting. I thought this was a funny moment on the way into the last town hall meeting. <laughs> that this is, Jonathan says this. Drive a seat, Zach's dad. <laughs> <laughs> he said that with intensity and passion. You got to come at Zach's family like that, though. If you've met Zach, you know, you can't just, you can't, you know, just tiptoe around things. You got to say it with your whole chest. Like, hey, Zach's dad, chill. <laughs> Sit down. Yeah, I'm thinking now. That's what Jeff Probst should start doing on Survivor. Just like just starts calling people's parents and relatives as yeah, Zach's hey, dad. Here, here me, mom. What's it like to be Zach's dad? <laughs> <laughs> God, you don't a, need to learn their names. He's a good, good kid. He's a little high strung. So, you know, I like Zach's dad though. Zach looks just like his dad. You could definitely see like so, so with some of the kids, you could really tell like okay. This is kind of who they're going to end up being. Like, you're going to look like this person. You're going to look like that person. Yeah, it was, it was great. All right. Yeah. Who should get the gold stars? The final gold stars. And they throw out a lot of names, Chappelle. Yeah. Start naming people we haven't heard from all, all season. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, we've got Jermaine Neum. Like, oh, okay, who is that? Yeah, like, which, which, which squad was she on? Yeah, like, like <laughs> I just thought it came out of nowhere. Yeah. They throw out a, a lot of names. Uh, I feel like that they, I was totally blindsided by the people that got the gold stars after some of the names they were talking about, Phil. Yeah, again, because I think that is one of the biggest problems, I guess, with the show is that the gold star really relies on most of the time, like, who did the most work? And that's something that doesn't really translate on TV. So, like, all, of course, all the, all the big characters we're seeing, like, they're ent- entertaining us instead of actually, like, doing the work. So, like, Mallory was, like, not on the show at all. But, of course, now, every, uh, Mallory is the hardest worker. And that's what everyone in, like, postseason has said. Like, Mallory was one of the people that worked the hardest. But we just never actually saw that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Star number one goes to Sophia. 
Boom. Yeah. 70K for Sophia on Kid Nation? Love to see it. Like, yeah. Like, she's the most winningest she Kid Nation it. kid, I think. She earned it. She did. You, she did. You gotta, you, you have to know that you have to package this for someone like Sophia and say, hey, it's, for, it's 40 days. Cup you, a, you will throw you a couple grand. Just hang out with the kids, man. Babysit mm-hmm. them. Make sure no one dies. I, you got it. And Sophia did a good job. Yeah. No one died to my knowledge. I haven't listened to, you know, read any of the AMAs, but I'm sure have, we would know by now if some kid came up missing. So, you know, kudos to Sophia. She earned her money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Phil, then we have two that are real out of left field. They got to end on a blind side. We got that's blind that's side how we here. like it. <laughs> Greg announces the second gold star goes to Morgan, <laughs> Morgan, <laughs> who, well, I mean, uh, that we have we seen Morgan three times the entire series? Yeah, we only saw Morgan again when she won the gold star for some random reason that we kind of I did she, not see. Did she do the church service? She gave the town religion. She gave the town religion. <laughs> she gave the town she religion. She helped with the garbage the first time around. Mm-hmm. And we got a reset she- of her knowing how, what to do with the garbage this time. Yeah, they said that she won because she was a great friend to Greg, which I think is also something that uh, kind of like they dropped the ball on, right? Like it was like we never actually saw her and Greg becoming friends, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or, or are you guys saying interesting, interesting? Yeah. <laughs> so we did get to see uh, Morgan's dad stand up and like uh, you know thanking everybody for uh, you know this gr- this great honor and uh, Greg is like no sir you know thank you for uh, bringing Morgan here and uh, like uh, Greg uh, Morgan's dad is like I've, I've never met a young man who is uh, as articulate as uh, this is the best conversation <laughs> I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Wait till he sees the show. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I've been looking for uh, like connections with adults like this. I just have not had one as as strong Greg. as I'm feeling towards you, Greg. I'm like, what? Like, this is the same guy we're talking about, right? This is Greg, right? <laughs> yeah. If you think that's impressive, where do you meet Alex? <laughs> yes. This nine year old kid with one tooth walks up to you and explains to you, you know, the Homestead Act. And you're like, okay, Greg, I thought you were impressive, but. This Alex kid. Yeah. This is this is what's it. Greg could turn it on the charm. Okay, and then the final gold star. I'm like, all right, uh, they're saving the best for last. Here we this go. This gave me anxiety. This gave me real anxiety. I was like DK. I was stressed. Yeah. Uh, I know if my mom listen, I have a very specific uh, parentage, <laughs> and uh, my mom would have been sitting there, and as the first two stars went by, she would have looked over to me and said, "Where's your star?" What are these kids been doing that you've been, you haven't been doing? Mm-hmm. And I said, excuse me? Like, yeah, why haven't you wanted to go and start? To that point, I would be shaking. Like, please, dear God, just give me the stars. I just want to get off my back. Um, so, yeah, this buildup was not okay. Like, Chappelle was at home feeling for these kids. But I also was pretty sure that it was going to be, you know, the original gangster, Laurel, to take away the, the, the big prize. But it wasn't. It no. was Migle. <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere. Migle. Out of nowhere. It's the perfect note to end what a cluster F of a season of mm-hmm. the only <laughs> season of Kid Nation we've had. And, you know, the fact that Migle won the final gold star. And that's kind of it after that. Like the show kind of ends after Migle wins the gold <laughs> yeah. star. That's the note we end on. It's, it's of course, a, the perfect way to end the show, in my opinion. So, uh, Mike's mom stands up and said, Hi, everybody. I'm Mike's mom. And I just want to say, I'm so proud of everybody. 
Thanks. <sighs> yeah. This is, thanks, yeah. Mike's mom. <laughs> this is this is what I would assume would come from Mike's mom, right? From mm-hmm. what we know about Mike. <laughs> Mike is very much like, look at us, the good job we're doing, you guys, while he's not pulling the, like, he's not pulling his own weight. So I can see this coming from Mike's mom. Um, the Migle thing, though, we can't just zoom past it, you guys. Yeah. It's, I, y'all know this. I was up at 4 a.m. watching this show just because I was a wide, wide awake. And I was shocked that Migle, like, stole this one from some of the kids that we actually know. Um, just do we have nothing to go off of and honestly that's what phil said this is exactly how you end the show because when meek like gets the big award you're like okay there's no season two like this is that <laughs> alternate reality where people are like what if Ke- kelly wigglesworth won the uh, you know first season of survivor would it be as strategic no it got canceled so mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the same this is what happens when richard hatch does not win the first season of survivor Phil, could you improve on the final act of Kid Nation? What should it have been? You know, this is actually something that I've been trying to think about. Just like if we were to make another for, season. For like 13 we, years. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so yeah, I've just been mulling this over and over in my head. I've just been taking notes um, all the time. Um, no, because that's the thing is that the, the gold star always goes to work ethic. But I feel like that's, again, something that doesn't translate. And so I wonder if it was like we could kind of award someone who like made you know again maybe this is just my survivor brain but just like someone who had the most political power or someone who you know some like had the most friends i w- maybe they should do a vote maybe there we they, we it should be like survivor where they don't like vote people out like survivor but they still award some kind of winner or something like that based off of who you're friends with i don't know because i feel like this is so it just sucks the air out of the whole thing in my opinion just to watch someone we don't really care about win at the end mm-hmm yeah, I think the town council awarding the stars, I think, was a misfire. Yeah. Well, it just kind of defaulted to the oldest boys in the in the in the town. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. The town council ended up being the oldest four boys in the town. And we've we've identified that they're not the best leaders. They just no. are the oldest four boys. And so they got to do with it what what older four boys would do. <laughs> and that's give it to whoever they want including Migle, who they may or may not have had a crush on. So, <laughs> yeah. What happens? Did anybody end up with Migle, Phil? Like, um, are her actually, Greg married now? I'm on the, yeah, I'm on the Kid Nation wiki uh, trying to look up the showmances, and actually, no, I don't know who Migle ended up with. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it could have been Blaine. Could have been, because uh, yeah, apparently Michael said in his AMA that the three other guys really wanted to give it to Migle, and Michael was like, no, I want to give it to Pharaoh. Even, again, Pharaoh's someone Pharaoh. we have not seen seen on the show at all. <laughs> but apparently Pharaoh was really killing it. So he wanted to give it to Pharaoh, mm-hmm. and the other guys were like, no, yeah. we, we, we gotta give it to Migla. In fairness, I do think that Pharaoh was, like, his storyline was like, boy, I really need this money. <laughs> like, I really, like, this is one thing, I, I need to come home with some money. Yeah, fair. I wonder if Pharaoh's mom would, would would be like your mom, Chappelle, and be so mad at him. Like you walked away with nothing. Yeah. You brought but us nothing home. I could guarantee you that Pharaoh and Markel's parents were looking at them like, so <laughs> what have y'all been doing this whole time? Because <laughs> my mama would have been like, I'm sorry, they're giving out twenty thousand dollars and you couldn't cook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, you'd be back out there next summer, whether you liked it or not, whether there was a show or not. You'd be back out there, like mm-hmm. do it again until I feel like you worth the gold star. Since you don't know how to act on television, so yeah, mm, 
Yeah, I I am praying for him. I don't know what happened to Pharaoh, but I hope that that things worked out. Yeah, on the Wikipedia, they do have some updates on some people. Uh, Pharaoh, they never, there's no update. They said that he came close to winning the Gold Star in episode seven, but lost to Nathan of all kids. Uh, Nathan. Yeah. Yeah, Nathan. And I quickly looked up Migle, and it says that she owns an engraving company called Divinity Design. She used that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she used the money. <laughs> she flipped. They it. set her up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, we got some questions from the listeners of the podcast about uh, this last run of episodes. Let's see. Um, why don't we uh, start with uh, people want to know? Uh, Cindy Bolin says, uh, looking back at the whole season, what gold stars did you agree with or not agree with? Uh, let me, I'll give them to you r- real quick, okay? Uh, in terms of like uh, knowing how the season ultimately played out, should they, they have gotten one of the, the gold stars? Okay. Uh, first gold star, Sophia. No problems. Yeah, great. Uh, no problem. Michael gets one, deserved. Yep. Uh, Mallory uh, gets the third one. Uh, that was, it was Queen. sus. Yeah. Queen. Yeah. yeah. Look, Olivia did you, some work on that one, I think. You know, I think Olivia yeah. really, you know, put some oil or put some grease in the wheels or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Morgan got one. Uh, she's going to go on to win 70K on uh, the quietest 70K in Kid Nation history <laughs> for Morgan. <laughs> Walked um, away with it. Yeah. Greg got one. <laughs> We're going to contest that one, right? <laughs> uh, you, come on. Like, that you one's under college, investigation. Uh, DK got one. Yeah, I agree. Come on, Chappelle. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I yeah. can't. I mean, don't get me wrong. We don't have like a lot of other viable options where I could be like, no, uh, geranium was robbed. Like, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know where these other kids are. So I have to say DK is fine. But mm-hmm. make no mistake. It wasn't that impressive. He just talks a good game. Yeah. Nathan got one. That one wasn't great. That one was oh. should have been Pharaohs. Should have been Pharaohs, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, I don't know who it should have uh, been, but not him. Here we. Kennedy got one. Who the hell was Kennedy? She was doing the the weird dance uh, to keep uh, uh, her yeah, friend. That one, they take that one away. Give her <laughs> a talent show prize. Give somebody else the gold star. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't, again, she was one of the people that popped up once, and then we never saw them never again. Saw her again. Uh, that should have been Mike. Mike, Mike should have got that one. Yeah. Blaine got one. I think that that was uh, some cronyism from uh, being Greg's buddy. Uh, Laurel got one. No problem there. Great. Hunter got one. Uh, That one one was another one that was out of nowhere. Yeah. Hunter's walking around telling everybody his dad's unemployed. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know my Uh, dad's unemployed, right? Yeah. (laughs) Alex got one. We're fine with that. And then uh, we talked about the, the final three. Yeah, so I think most of them were deserved. There was, a, there was a few hiccups along the way, but I actually think the town council, whoever it ended up being at the time, they did a good job, for the most part. Okay. Isaac Berman says, I have been uh, appreciating Rob's West Wing references lately. Does Rob think the Kid Nation theme song sounds eerily similar to the West Wing theme song? Interesting. I had not thought that. Uh, I'll go back <laughs> and listen to it, but no, I, I, I did not see that, Isaac. Might be hard to unhear it now, but I, I don't you think making, so. The Wild West making, Wing. 
you you did West Wing references during this podcast. I've no. never seen the show, so maybe you were. No, I, I, I don't think I made any West Wing references during this podcast. But I've watched uh, season one of the West Wing, and I've been um, uh, alluding to it a little bit. I've been falling because I've been watching a month worth of Survivor. It's been uh, you know a, a little bit hard to get in my West Wing episodes. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Rosie wants to do you think that the producers sent the council away so the rest of the town would have a few days of peace and quiet before they went home uh no I don't really think that's why they did it I mean they I think they just did it to ha- try to see if Sophia could like just destroy the town but that didn't actually end up happening right mm-hmm. I don't think they actually wanted peace and quiet I, I think Sophia wanted they, they wanted Sophia to destroy the town for sure <laughs> mm-hmm it just worked out that the loudest, most ridiculous people were all the older boys. And so they got rid of them. And that's what led us to like, you know, this place of quiet, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremy Barton wants to know, what was your favorite iteration of the town council? The first one. Yeah. The OG. Oh, oh gee. They yes. nailed it. Second one was all right. I mean, I don't like Guylin, but come on. We got some heavy hitters in there. You know, we still got Laurel. We still we got Zach. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, never mind. I'm going for the first one's better. I come on, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the best uh, version of it. The first version, Angry okay. Mike is the best. Phil, is there anything else interesting that has happened with the Kid Nation cast that you've been holding out and haven't told us about from the Kid Nation updates of these last thirteen years? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think most of these kids. Like this, the touch. Just speaking generally, most of these kids have actually gone on to actually just do some um pretty amazing stuff. I think I already mentioned like where some of these kids ended up, like like with Alex and Anjay, but they're it's pretty remarkable. Um, which is great. I don't know if I have actually anything in particular that I've been holding out, but I just wanted to say that you know this has been a phenomenal time. I've had so much fun podcasting about this, and I hope that everyone has enjoyed this podcast. Um, because Kid Nation is just a show that I've held to my heart very dearly and it's just a show that you know introduced me to the world of reality tv um and so i'm i hope everybody enjoyed this podcast i just wanted to let everyone know that just first and foremost not first and foremost but yeah uh well yeah phil i'm not ready to let it go yet uh but (laughs) yeah this was a a great ride to go through here and i can't believe that uh we've reached the the final mark of our Kid Nation rewatch. I looked on Cameo to see if anybody from Kid Nation is there. Uh, okay. The closest I got was Kid from Kid and Play. <laughs> How much? Guess. 40. A little bit higher. I'm 65. Gonna... Really? Yeah. Wow, that's light work. Yeah. I could so, do, get yeah. in the street and start dancing like uh, Sophia and I might get a little, I might get some change. Yeah. I might make that move. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed that nobody from Kid Nation uh, has responded to us on social media or reached out. Chappelle, do you think they're just over it? Probably. I wonder if this defined their childhood, right? Because yeah. you, wouldn't you hate that where you did Kid Nation? Let's say you were on, let's say you're Pharaoh, where you got, you know, so-so screen time. You don't win a gold star. And then you go back to school the next day. and You're the Kid Nation kid. Uh, and then that just follows you. And whenever someone says, give me two truths and a lie, like I was once on a CBS reality show, you know, or like, tell me a fun fact about you. I was on Kid Nation. Or at some point, they might be sick of it. Uh, also, with the Internet being how it is now, people have probably been reaching out to them for AMAs and stuff like that. They're probably over it. And then finally, we just going to spend a lot of time talking trash about these little kids. And maybe they just don't want to come on here and have to defend their nine year old self. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's all love, though. I think, you know, like, it's, that's, I think, one of the best parts about talking about the show now, especially versus, like, talking about it when it was on, is that all these kids are old. So, you know, it's okay if we talk about, you know, talk crap about them, because, you know, they were kids, and now they're adults, and now they realize, you know, they they all did, we all do stupid stuff when we're kids, you know? It's okay. Mm -hmm. I was much worse. Much worse. (laughs) I want to be very clear. I've talked a lot of trash about these kids, but I was much worse than them. (laughs) (laughs) Much. You could not have left nine-year-old Chappelle out there doing anything. Who's the kid who quit first? Jimmy? I'd have to go home with Jimmy. They'd have been like, Chappelle, just follow Jimmy out the door. Like, why? I'm fine here. Like, no, you just go. Just go. Rob, who did you hit up? Who did I hit up? Yeah. Yeah. You said you've been trying to reach out to these people. Who are? No, I didn't hit anybody up. Oh, I was I hoping that somebody would reach out, but I uh, but I haven't been like uh, sliding into any I mean, DMs. I could do uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> put yeah, me a Chappelle on the task. Okay, yeah. uh, see if somebody <laughs> wants to talk Kid Nation with us, uh, that that would be great. I, I just thought that maybe like I was hoping that maybe one of them would sort of like be like, oh, I was on this show. I've sort of followed Survivor all these years. I was excited that when I heard Rob as a podcast was going to talk about them, but no such luck. Yeah. It's our spinoff show. Uh, me and Phil going talking with Kid Nation. <laughs> if you stay a little longer, <laughs> um, if they did a reboot of Kid Nation and had one of the kids coming back to host the show, Chappelle, who would be the ideal host of the Kid Nation reboot? Michael, a hundred percent, Michael. Oh, Michael, that kid is that kid is TV. He is good TV. Um, He's yeah, he's good TV. There's no way you don't let Michael just take the reins on this. I also think he went to like school for theater or something, so this mm-hmm. might be right up his alley. But yeah, first name off the top of my head has got to be Michael because in those moments where he was in charge, he was electric on television. Once he once they took the council spot from him, he really didn't have that much to say. But when he was in charge, oh yeah, couldn't keep my eyes off of him. He's, he's oh, a good kid. Mike or wait, you're talking about Mike or Michael? Mike. 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 Right. Oh, okay. Mike. Okay. Yeah, because I'm sorry. Was, was his name Michael? <laughs> yeah, I think you're talking about Michael, who became the leader of the Green Team. Oh God, no, not Michael. He's uh, so boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you were talking Mike. about him being electric TV. I was like, really? Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking about OG. the creepy kid with the hat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> OG Mike, Mike, Mike. Uh, Mike ended up going to school, I think, for theater or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so yeah, I think he'd be all right. What about Taylor, Phil? Uh, Taylor. That's the thing with Taylor is that I don't know if Taylor would make a great like host of the show. They just would need to figure out a way to bring her back in yeah. some way. I would no. I wouldn't care if she was the Johnny Bananas of Kid Nation. You know <laughs> yeah, what I they mean? Bring her back. Um, <laughs> you know you know who it is. Where I think we're overthinking it. I, I think it should be Sophia. Sophia was already like uh, just like uh, the, when she was out there. She was like uh, none of you kids are working hard enough. Uh, she should be the host. Like uh, now we see her. She was thirty when she was fourteen. Now I want to see her when she's uh, forty five. When she's thirty and now she's like uh like complete like uh you kids you haven't earned anything in this town yeah i want to see her she like messing making... with people yeah she do like the social experiment stuff still she's still going to camp and just like try to mess with these kids just because she's the host why not yeah. i'd love she... to see sophia or dk dk would be my pick personally just yeah mm-hmm. he's, he's bossy enough but i think sophia is probably the, the, the right choice we paid her seventy thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. that's the least she could do like come on man like, come no, sophia you have to do this for free we've given you enough money here at kid nation uh we'll see you for four weeks mm-hmm. 
Okay. Chappelle, any other thoughts on Kid Nation? Did it teach you anything about our society? I feel like that we talked about this. Is is Kid Nation a mirror for our, our own world? And have we learned anything from Kid Nation? No, I didn't learn anything from Kid Nation. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if this was able to teach me anything about society. Maybe that's why the show didn't get renewed for yeah. another season. Because the premise is like, let's... I, First of all, the goal was like, let's see if kids can build a better world than the adults. Hmm. But you also gave kids almost almost nothing to work with. No, like very little experience, uh, social skills. They're also, they're still children. You know, these are still nine year olds. So you gave them a steep task to complete anyway. And I'm not quite sure if they did what you thought they were going to do or what they could possibly have accomplished from this. So Kid Nation for me was a fun watch. It's very fun to watch kids say and do the things that I cannot say and do. And so uh, that's that's all I took from it. I didn't take anything super deep, but I don't think the show was ever going to give you that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Chappelle, I I totally agree in the idea that they this whole concept of the show is these kids need to build a society. They need to build a better world, like you're saying. But they still kind of give the kids the exact tools. Like, they don't kind of let the kids kind of do it their own way, freestyle it. They kind of say, okay, these are the classes, these are the jobs. And so I wonder, it probably would have been too utopia if they went the other way, where, you know, they kind of just let that whole thing run amok, which was a disaster. I don't know what kind of structure they should have had, but it would have been more fascinating if these kids actually tried to, like, build their own thing on their own because it just kind of feels like these kids were following the rules of whatever the show wanted them to do you know yeah yeah no i agree and maybe if they sub jonathan out for sophia right let's Mm -hmm. just say for instance it was a child doing the the role of jonathan so now the, the kids are respecting jonathan because he's an adult so they'll stop and listen to him whenever. But let's see what happens when Sophia's up there like, hey, you guys, hey, you guys, you got to mm-hmm. pick between the pony. And they're like, shut up, Sophia. <laughs> like, you're so bossy. And Nathan's like shaking his fist at her in the dis- in the distance. So uh, you're right. I don't think they give you enough to prove their thesis. I mean, their hypothesis or whatever. And so for me, no, I don't take that much from it. It was fun to watch. Yeah. <sighs> I guess I didn't learn that much about our world uh a lot of times you know uh we've seen adults act like children and we've seen uh children act like children so uh i guess that immaturity uh in our government is uh still commonplace i guess we have we have that to look at yeah i think that's also just a a big thing i was thinking about again like i think i said this before but it was just crazy watching the show and seeing how kids are just like little versions of their parents. They kind of just walk and talk and say whatever their parents or just people around them say. We all just absorb information. So I guess it was fascinating to look at that, you know, just <laughs> to kind of see these kids try to act like they knew what was going on, even though they had no idea what was going on. But besides that, yeah, I mean, the, the, I think the whole thesis statement of the show, like barely works, just <laughs> barely. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this was so much fun to go through, Phil. The five episodes of uh, Kid Nation. Uh, we did it all in in a month. Can you believe it? Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing it. And I just want to thank you, Rob, for letting me talk about this show that was just extremely formative for me. And I know it's formative for a lot of people. And I, again, Kid Nation has kind of been a show that's been you know, really growing again just mm-hmm. because of social media, because of YouTube and all this stuff. And so it's just amazing that we all have this opportunity to just be able to talk about it together. Phil, is there anything else that is a show that was super formative for you besides Kid Nation? 
Oh man, I used to watch when I was a kid. Um, there was this reality TV show on. I, it was on some kids' channel, but it was just about like kids like redesigning their bedrooms. I've we got. I don't remember what it was called, but that was a big formative show for me. Even though I don't remember what it was. Called. I don't know. This was like the one reality TV show that I yeah. actually watched and informed me that you know this is a pretty cool genre. Like these are actually like real kids and real people. You know, mm-hmm. it's fascinating so what did you go on to from kid nation did you go right into big brother or survivor from there no see when i started watching kid nation that was like the one show my parents didn't really let me watch big brother because you know there's all this weird stuff going on in the feeds not that my parents were feedsters Mm -hmm. but uh, um but so i kind of just went away from the reality tv stuff just as a whole and i didn't even come back to it until you know i was a little bit older and i kind of fell in love with the strategy stuff but yeah for me i think the drama of reality was something that really um you know really i guess like entertained me when i was a kid and i think that's something that still entertains us to this day yeah all right well phil this was so fun to uh, get the podcast with you all month long and i can't wait to figure out the next thing that we're gonna do i'm listen like i'll talk about literally any reality show that's Mm -hmm. the thing about me is that like, if you put, a, like, a show in front of me, I'll be able to just talk trash about it for an hour. So, you know, whatever you end up doing, Rob, or whatever show you want to talk about, listen, hit me up. I'm not doing nothing. Okay. Phil is on Twitter. He's Listen Up Philip. Listen Up Philip on Twitter. Um, again, you can follow me on Letterboxd at, I'm going to say this one last time, um, you can follow me at letterboxd.com uh, slash P-N-T-J-R where I'm just, like, writing movie reviews because I got nothing else going on. Yeah. Any good movies you've watched this week? Yeah, I just watched this uh, movie on Amazon called One Night in Miami. I don't know if any of you guys heard of it. It's just, like, Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali and Sam Cooke and, um, you know, Jim Brown just kind of having a conversation in a hotel room. It's fascinating, um, and I highly recommend everyone watch it. Okay. Chappelle, do you go on Letterboxd? No, but I will since Phil told me to. <laughs> yes, okay. And put in all your yeah. reviews. Okay. Yeah, I got to uh, support my boy. <laughs> we got to have Chappelle here for the final round of uh, Kid Nation. What, what a treat. Uh, Chappelle, are you on any other podcasts coming up? Yes. Or recently? I am going to be... Yeah, all right. All right. Um, yes, I am going to be uh on the wrestling rehab up oh wrestling rehab up with mari and matt scott um and they're going to teach me about what has happened in wrestling since i stopped watching it 20 years ago Mm -hmm. we have a lot to cover but i am very excited to talk to them i also was on the uh shit 90 shows taught me podcast with jess sterling and uh sarah ferguson we talked about boy meets world uh season finale of season one and I had a great time. That podcast is already released, but Mari and Matt and I will be recording with Grace uh, for that uh, rehab up uh, this weekend. Okay. Of I had course. no idea you were a wrestling fan, uh, Chappelle. 20 years but ago. I was, yeah, 20 years ago. No, I, I was like one of those, like, I was knee deep in wrestling. I was in it. Okay. I, I could tell you where these people were from, where they were really from, you know, and all the other stuff. And then somewhere, I, I don't know where I lost track. I think it's because they started changing the names of everything. Like I was, I went back in my day, you had the WWF and the WCW. Now the WWE and you know, all these other people start coming in. You. Like, ah, yeah, they lost me. So I, I like talking about wrestling because I remember that was such a big part of my childhood. But I have no clue who any of these people are right now. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, uh, you know, 
I'm sure certain people are still wrestling. I'm, I would not be shocked to find out Hulk Hogan is still out here doing his thing. Uh, but I think it'd be fun to talk to them about it and, and see yeah. what has changed since I've been away. Yeah, I've been listening to the uh, wrestling wrap up. Uh, Ric Flair is uh, they still talk about Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> yeah. He's still out here. Still out here. I'm not shocked. Of course, uh, we've got a lot going on on Rob Has a Podcast. I told you at the top of the show next week, Josh Wiggler and I are going to set sail watching Pirate Master in the month of February. We will watch the first three episodes of Pirate Master to uh, fit all of Pirate Master in in the month of February. I believe that uh, we're going to track down the links that I think that uh, the episodes are on YouTube and on Daily Motion. So uh, we will look up Pirate Master uh, for next week. And if you missed it, we've been still counting down the hits. Uh, we talked about Survivor One World, the 37th best season of Survivor. And I thought Survivor One World was a lot of fun to go back and rewatch. Maybe it was just based on what I, uh, the other Survivor seasons I had watched uh, earlier this month. But uh, we talked about Survivor One World with Amon Adwin and Serena Foster on Wednesday night at a panel discussion about that. And so if you missed it, Check it out at robhasawebsite.com. Of course, uh, thank you so much for listening to the RHAP Rewind. You can subscribe to the RHAP Rewind feed at robhasawebsite.com slash RHAP Rewind. Thank you for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Support for this podcast comes from our friends over at Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. And it's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. Geico.com. Easy.